Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, that's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? No. Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. And hello, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us here on The, on the Session. The Monday session. Good evening. You're welcome. Yeah. The session session. It's a gloomy crew in here today. Beardy <laughs> came in gloomy. JP's a little gloomy. Am I, am I giving you the gloomy air? I am a little gloomy. You're a little but gloomy. But I was trying not to. Uh, I was trying not to to give off that scent of gloominess. <laughs> You're the second person that's told me that today. Yeah, you were, you came in a little gloomy too. Really? Yeah. I feel fine. Okay. Well, I'm having a party inside. You are. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were dead, Tacey, because usually you either give me notice that you won't be here, oh. or I see you out in the bar, and I didn't oh. see you I anywhere. Didn't, I didn't peruse the window so, out here. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah. You. It's always my first choice if I don't. Cause you're pretty good about letting me know what's happening. So no, I my, let you know if you're not here. My first choice is always shit. Tasty's dead. dead. <laughs> right. He literally you asked me if he died. Occam's razor, right? Just the yeah. simplest solution. You don't yeah. check to see if he's dead. I just assume. I just assume. Nope, he's dead. Yeah, that kind well. of thinking is why people used to be buried with bells. So in case they were accidentally buried, <laughs> yeah, they could yeah. ring the bell. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> right. I'm not dead. Yeah. I'm like already claiming Tasty's things. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that hat he wears. I'm going to take that. It's all those hats he has. All right. Well, I'm glad you're not dead, and uh, maybe we can cheer everybody up with a great show we got planned maybe. tonight. Uh, <laughs> There's always hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you're just so consumed with your work when I came in that I was like, okay, Justin wants his alone time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have no distractions from my own personal demons, and then that just kind of happens. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to fix our homepage. Uh, it does dumb things with images, and I'm yeah, sitting here doing math trying to fix the images. Okay. Uh, didn't work. Go? No, it didn't no, go. Still, <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Um, 
Yeah. I think I'm having yet another website built. Uh, oh. No. Huh. Okay. <laughs> this, this one wasn't around for very long. No. no. Well, this one was, I, I built it. So this one was a band-aid oh. to okay. get us to the real website that I want. Oh, okay. Um, and because they had, yeah, this is boring. But I, all the back-end stuff had to be done so that it becomes a WordPress site. Yeah. So that a normal human being could could then build a website on top of it. Right. Because what it was before... No normal humans could do anything with it. Yeah, you need you need nerds, and nerds are expensive. And yeah. not just that, they, it was. Didn't a you need so, like one mm-hmm. specific nerd? So the front end of this one was really just a, like I said, enough to get us mm-hmm. to phase two, right? And anyway, oh shit, Web uh, two point Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds that's, like. Wow. That's how good. That's you, how on top <laughs> of things we are. We're just now approaching Web two point which is it's almost um, obsolete now, isn't it? Yeah, or, probably. We're on to Web three. Or you could just say you reinvented the internet, which I did, or I'm right. about to do. You're about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world's not ready for it. Yeah, right. I did reinvent the internet to be a shitty place. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was doing when you came in. I wasn't all that focused. I just was, I was perplexed. Oh, okay. That's too bad. By my own work. That's too bad. On tonight's show, uh, Marshall Schott from Brewlosophy is joining us again with another uh, blind triangle test. And this time he's being quite secretive about it. He, he doesn't want yeah. us. Um, he's not even here. He's, yeah, right. he's so secretive. Yeah. He's not even. Yeah, he's well. He is here. He's oh, invisible. Oh, tasty. Okay. oh wow. He's uh, watching. Yeah. So right swimming too much. So we're doing. I don't even know the top. He he wants us so unbiased by this test <laughs> yeah. that I'm not even aware of of what the topic of what we're looking for in the in the triangle test. No idea. He's going to set it all up. Bevo's the only person who knows because she's got to pour the beer for us. And let's be clear, um, I don't understand half of it. <laughs> she and Marshall probably knows that he was like just yeah. he probably like patted. You on the head. I he like, did. I was like, "Can I have some information?" He's like, oh, "Okay, here you go." <laughs> yeah, you just just pour the beer, okay? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, and for me, by the way, this is my first brewlosophy experience on the session. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. I was gone for all of uh, Marshall's other uh, appearances, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited to get to be a part of the triangle test this time. You say that now. <laughs> it's a cool thing. I, I enjoyed it. And, and, you know, he knows a lot about his stuff. So, like, when I'm, you know, talking to him, I'm like, so what do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, but no, well, like, really, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Oh, we can talk about this or this thing or this thing or, or whatever. I'm down for whatever you guys want to talk about. Right. <laughs> he just knows so much from doing all these experiments and all these kind of, I don't want to call them rumors, but uh, things that we've always been taught about brewing and recipe formulation and how equipment works and what equipment should to use when and all this kind of timing stuff. Yeah. That he's just like, whatever. So he can kind of just go off. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm excited to be here for it this time. Yeah. All right. So we got Marshall on from Brewlosophy, and we're also going to do a quick follow-up on our Turbid Mash segment that we did with... Um, Turbid Mash? Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> Turbid Mash. No. Yeah. It's uh, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Mash for 45 minutes. <laughs> controversial. Uh, Turbid uh, Mash that we did with Vito DeLucci and Matt Sager, uh, two guys from the local homebrew club Doze. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing in the Those beer things. that they discussed with us today. During the Turbid Mass show, um, so now we're actually going to try. Didn't um, we have some beer? But wasn't it like carb- not carbonated or something? Weren't we drinking well, something? They, they yes. brought some older ones, and then they were not from the not experiment. From, okay. Yeah, they well, they, they've done a couple iterations of the experiment, uh-huh. tweaking, and so they had one that wasn't ready. Oh, yeah, okay. When they're here. 
So okay. just All a right. quick follow-up. We'll have them come in. We'll recap what they did real quick and then taste the beer. So we got yeah. that yeah. coming up here in a little bit um, just to learn a little more about turbid mashing and whether or not it's it's worth doing. Great. Uh, because I think that was what sort of happened at the end of the last segment is we weren't, at least us as brewcasters, weren't really able to say what if we thought it was worth doing. Mm-hmm. And now I think they've got the results of the um, brews for us to taste. All right. Just a couple of uh, quick announcements for you. It's going to be Black Friday here at the Hop Grenade this Friday. 20% off every single bottle that we sell and all of our merchandise. So if you're local to the Hop Grenade, uh, come on. You're going to be out doing dumb things anyway with your money um, on Black Friday. So we wanted to get in on that action and give you some deals on beer since you'll need it after fighting the crowds all day. So come on over to the Hop Grenade if you're local. Um, Friday, 20% off uh, bottles. I think you got to buy two or more or something like that. And then um, merchandise, too. we got some cool stuff so start your shopping here at the hop grenade um what else do i have for you oh uh, don't forget blickman is doing that giveaway um a brew easy system first time ever that they've uh given away a grand prize like that they're giving away a brew easy system this holiday uh, season the winner will be announced the week before christmas um and other prizes uh they're going to draw a few things like a quick carb a conical a hellfire burner a brew vision thermometer so they're giving away a few things and all stuff yeah and all you got to do is go over to blickmanengineering.com and sign up i think it's Probably their newsletter or something like that. Just enter your email, and uh, a chance to win that Brew Easy system is is really sweet. So um, go check that out, and and don't forget to visit uh, the Blickman folks. Also, you can support the BN. Just do your shopping over on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. Save it into your uh, your bookmarks, and then make it easy. And then every time you shop, you don't even have to think about us. But um, but we'll get a little piece of your money, and we like that. A lot of you do that, and we appreciate it. It's a real easy way for you to help us out. Uh, you could also subscribe and join the BN Army, and that gives you a chance to win $100 from our wonderful sponsor, More Beer. They bring you this session and every session that we do, and they give away $100 every month to a member of the BN Army. Just click the Donate button on our homepage, and for as little as $2 a month, um, you can support us and be entered to win. The more you donate, the more you're entered. and uh, Plus, you get our newsletter then, which actually goes out every single month. been doing that since we hired somebody who's capable of doing it that's the true same yeah. newsletter goes out every single month <laughs> yeah same thing yeah. recycle that content yeah. Yeah. it's you called get green her. content in the business oh, by the way evergreen yeah thank you that's You're so welcome. green yeah. um i thought you might because it's paperless we don't do like mailers that's why it's no green it's content. called evergreen because it's always good baby <laughs> and uh, uh, you get dibs uh, like first dibs on tickets right. uh you know to our anniversary party and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things like and that and the gift so. to central we can't even describe it yes that's right oh <laughs> yeah, um, but we give it to you when we see you in person. Exactly. Uh, so just uh, hit the donate button if you would, and that helps us do things like give you a new website that works and looks cool. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <Yeah. laughs> um, you can get updates and things and pictures and jokes if you sign oh. up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is cool photos from Kim Shipke. No Snapchat? No Snapchat. Is that a thing that companies do now, too? Snapchat? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, know why, but they do. I don't think any of us know how to work Snapchat. Nope. I downloaded it once. I did, too, and I uninstalled it because I couldn't figure it out, and I felt yeah, stupid and old. I was like, God, I'm really old. <laughs> uh, all right. If you want to send us feedback, you can send it to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send your show ideas to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's two E's, by the way. 
any idiots don't know how to spell Bevo. Uh, Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send everything else over to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. He'll be happy to read it and forget it. That's right. Forget what? <laughs> uh, do we have a Twitter game today? We sure do, Justin. Yes, we do. You know I love it when we have a Twitter game. And so does Wine and Hop Shop. The good folks over at Wine and Hop Shop, locally owned and operated for over 40 years. Great friendly service with over 50 combined years of brewing experience. That's almost as much experience. Experiences Tasty has. I'm gonna say, right? um, it, half the staff over there has uh, brewed professionally, and right now, uh, Brewing Network listeners get eight dollars flat rate shipping on orders under fifty bucks. Just use coupon code BN Shipping. Uh, BN Shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and that's going to give you eight dollar flat rate shipping. Uh, good people over at Wine and Hop Shop. All right, what's our Twitter game? Uh, well, uh, you know, I want you to fill in our blank today. Uh, Thanksgiving yes. is a good excuse to blank. <laughs> oh. You, you were really busy today, huh? <laughs> I was really busy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, Thanksgiving's coming up. We already kind of did, uh, you know, us being thankful for something, which I forget what it was. I was trying to think of what it was, too. Uh, I oh, I, oh, I mean, I can tell yeah, you. That's all right. Yeah. I think, okay. It's not that important. Um... And then, uh, you know, look, Thanksgiving is a good excuse to do what? Get rid of all your shitty homebrew? To, like, you know, shart on the sleeping uncle who falls asleep on the couch first? I don't know. <laughs> Got it could you, go. Fucker. Right. It could, that's for touching me 10 years ago. Um, it, it could go in a number of ways, a myriad of ways. And I want to see, you know, look. All right. So Thanksgiving is a good chance for us to blank. Thanksgiving is a good excuse okay, yeah. to blank. Okay. This is a ongoing series called Fill in Our Blank. I just did it. All right, that's our Twitter game for today. And like it or not. How about we do some feedback? Let's do it. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. He takes care of our uh, legal things. And let's be honest, we can get ourselves into some legal trouble around here. He is a very busy man. Man, the times I have called John from a strip club and he's like, Justin, how many times do I have to tell you? I take care of the trademark, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's 2 a.m. I'm like, I know, but I, I just need to borrow 50 bucks. <laughs> and I swear this stripper has a hop grenade on her ass. Yeah, and it's a violation. I'm about to vi- Okay, so John over at BeerLawCenter.com. He'll take care of your uh, trademark uh, things and your brewery things, and he's a good guy. And he puts up with us, so come on. How bad can he be? Right. All right, Rich writes in, Hey, Justin and the Brewcasters. So I'm plowing my way through the archives, and I'm listening to the, um, I don't know, it's like a June 17th, 2013 episode with Victory Brewing Company. And I'm at the part where you discuss eliminating the soundboard that Moscow tried to implement. Remember how awful that was? I do oh, remember yeah. how awful that was. I didn't that remember was. that episode until you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Did I ever give you the full backstory on that soundboard? Like, No. But you need about to getting right rid of it, Here, or about yes, this, it. that was only about the fifth conversation <laughs> I had had about eliminating that soundboard. Yeah, so it started, and it's it started on CBS back when we used to do the show, uh, the hour long version of this show mm-hmm. on on CBS. Yeah, and that's where we met Moscow. He was a board operator there and became the board operator for our show. Right. And one day, after a couple of episodes in, I start hearing weird shit in my headphones. 
So in other words, this soundboard appeared from Moscow, and he never even asked me if I wanted a soundboard. That I did not know. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a spring springing or whatever. Was it just in your headphones, or was it actually going out? It was going on the air. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I don't like being mean or anything, so I just, I... I quickly realized what's happening. I, I was yeah. well. I was perplexed for a second, but <laughs> right. then I'm like, "All right, kid, I, I like it when people feel involved in the show." So he's he's doing a soundboard thing. Yeah. So I, I let it go for a little while, and then he he brings it up to me because he wants to make some change. Like, I think he wanted to like move into the studio with us instead of like in the control room. And I was like, <laughs> and then I took that opportunity. I was like, um, "Well, you know, not only do I not want you to move into the studio with us, but I I don't I don't like the soundboard." It's just not me. Like I, it's never been it's me. I've, uh, I guess I've listened to other shows where I like it. I mm-hmm. like it on the Stern show. They're good at it. But Fred, Fred's like a little weird genius. So I, he's something about it. They're, but it's it's because it's it's super relevant to what's happening. It's not generic sound effects. It's all called from things yeah. they've either talked about or the show itself. Right. And that's the I think the only way to really and, do it. And timing. And, and timing. And impeccable timing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I so I shut it down. He's like, "Well, can I try it once more? Like, why don't you tell me what's wrong with it?" I, I was like, oh, "Fine, you can try it once more." And after the next one, I'm like, "It doesn't work." <laughs> well, and then we bring him over here to the BN, and lo and behold, this fucking soundboard shows up on my show, <laughs> <laughs> and I do the same thing, and I kind of let it go until finally on this this I don't know if it's this episode that I eliminated it or whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying I had eliminated it several times before I finally killed it from this show. Huh? That's yeah. weird. He's like that friend that asked you to pass him the auxiliary each hey, new check studio. This out. Check out my new my new sound my new buzz you know my new playlist or whatever. I got I got this and it's like jars of clay or something. You're like oh Jesus. Yeah, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, anyhow, he said um, I I was discussing eliminating the soundboard. He was clearly upset by it, and you mentioned the point that even though it didn't work out, it doesn't mean you guys won't try new things like new games, etc. And that when the new content ceases, then the listeners should worry because you've clearly stopped giving a crap <laughs> about the show in general. Right. Okay. So he goes on to say, "I'm trying to choose my words carefully here because I really <laughs> don't. I really don't want to antagonize anybody here. But I feel like the shows as of late are following that trend since Moscow left." We haven't really seen any games outside the Twitter game. No more bruise line is it anyway or find the fake. I'm not saying we necessarily need to bring all these back. Perhaps the show has matured beyond those games. But uh, when I heard you say that line about needing to worry when new content ceases to be created, it struck a chord with me. I really hope I'm not sounding like a passive-aggressive douche. Uh, actually, uh, this is probably one of the least passive-aggressive uh, <laughs> right. criticism emails we've ever gotten. quite constructive. Yeah, it's it still really douchey, is. but it's not passive-aggressive, and that is the key <laughs> yeah. to everything. More yeah, just aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beardy feels, feels attacked. Right. Triggered. It uh, goes on to say, regardless of my criticism, I love the show. I'll continue listening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, Rich makes a good point. Huh. We we have done less games and, and mm-hmm. less of that uh, since Moscow uh, has left. And honestly, I can't say it's for any particular reason. I think we should try to sneak some more games in here. Sure. And have a little more fun in the third segment. Um, so I don't really have an answer to, for Rich of why. It just sort of happened has happened that way. I don't yeah. see Rich coming up with any games. <laughs> Fuck you, Rich. <laughs> yeah. If it's so easy, do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, I think maybe we should work on bringing bringing back some sure. some games. Yeah. Right? We, we have we have fun doing that. We stuff. can do one tonight. We can. Bone or chicken? Oh, we haven't played that, we haven't played that in a long time. No, that's, that's true. I don't even know if I can get boners anymore. I'm, <laughs> oh my God. I'm 39 now. Uh, Dude, I caught a glance at myself in the mirror. <laughs> oh, don't do that. And I'm like, not like naked, but just like this. Like, you know, I kind of turned to the side and I saw all the gray hair in the temple. And I, for oh. the first time, I feel 39. <laughs> like, I feel old and I, I flash forwarded into my elderly years. Yeah. And I'm going to be that old man, like, that just has that downward spiral of, de- <laughs> spiral of depression because of how old they are. Mm. And they just will never pull out of it. And I'm just going to be super depressed because I keep aging. Well, if you made it this I can't long disagree with before you. feeling as old as you look, <laughs> yeah, you're doing worse. all right. I did, I'm doing all right, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, your sweater, like, you, you look like a spring chicken today. I feel good. Even his old man's right. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, 39, I'm, I'm sorry. You have pretty much the female version of what I have on. <laughs> but I am a grandma, and I retard. admit it. You're a grandma? Yes. Bevo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make it that long anyway. You ever, you ever, caught, a, would, you ever caught a glimpse of yourself in the mirror when you're boning down? You know, you're at a hotel or whatever. Like sometimes they have mirrors and stuff. I, don't, like that. I tend not to look around. Yeah, don't <laughs> for that <Right>. reason. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, just, never just, it's never good. Like especially, you know, you watch porn and like uh, they're generally good if you're selective. They're good looking right. people, right? And then you see yourself and you're just like, oh Jesus, I don't. Somebody move that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in yeah. your head, you're like, oh, everything's hot right now, yeah. right? Because you're boning down. Nothing then you is look, hot. You look over. And you're like, God damn, yeah. does she see me like yeah. this? What is because on her? Right She's now. looking at what I'm looking at on me. I don't know how she does. It. This is a mess. Right. That's why most people do it with the lights off. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, under the covers. I'm yeah. asleep by then, so you know. By the time when the lights are off. By the time the lights go off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Rich. So I, we're going to work on some games. Sure. Bring in some stuff. <laughs> be, yeah. yeah. We'll get right on there. Yeah. yeah. It'll be amazing. We're going to sit here and play Uno. <laughs> We should do that. I'm pretty yeah. good at Uno. This one's for you, Rich. I'll give you that fucking reverse. I don't care. Does anyone have a seven? Oh, that's not Uno. That's, cool, no, <laughs> that's my new game oh, idea. Good. You know what? For our third segment, we should just play Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> right. Just sit here and play it. <laughs> and not read the cards out loud. No. All right. Uh, Irwin writes in. Irwin R. Fletcher. Am I already on to Irwin? Yeah, here we go, Irwin. Uh, this one's about Google Music. I'm sure others have brought this up, he says, but uh, any plans to put the shows on Google Music? And then he goes on and on and on. Um, and you wonder why we don't have any feedback anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can read, but it's like the same thing over yeah. and over again. This is yeah. why Google Music, and then Google Music, and then this Google Music, and then, <laughs> and then when I do this, I can't use Google yeah. Music, and if you did this, I could use Google Music. Cheers. It's, it's, I mean, that's what it is. Irwin, VP at Google Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Erwin, uh, I I mean it. I'm, I am working on this. There's just a couple stupid things. Our podcast feeds are so archaic that it's just it's not easy. Like these new fucking podcasters who come in and they have these automatic fucking feed generator. Yeah, it's so easy now, dude. It's so great. so simple. Oh, kids yeah. these days. And right. the only way I could make ours simple like that yeah. is to delete them. Do it. And start <laughs> anew, a which means oh. all of our subscribers, yeah. you know, those things your sponsors pay for, yeah. JP, yeah. will disappear They'll in, sign an, on again. in an instant. They'll sign on again. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. 
So that is always a hard part, just so you all know, listeners. Like, I could fix all these things simply, except I would delete all of you. You'd yeah. have everybody would have to go resubscribe, and it's like the, I don't even think most of you who are subscribed even listen anymore. <laughs> I just use you as numbers yeah. downloads. It'd be like the end of Fight Club, where suddenly everyone is equal, and there's no that's what it would do. There's no debt. There's we, no pressure. I would communism the shit out of us. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then we could all be free to go on, but no, we're latched to the brewing network. I know. It's what we get for As being listeners. early inventors. That's right. I invented podcasting. Yes, you did. You are the inventor of podcasting. You and Al Gore teamed up yeah. and did some good things. Yeah, he invented a warm earth. I invented <laughs> shitty XML feeds. That's right. Um, Complex That coding. don't work with Google Music. That don't work. But Erwin, I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. He's not working on it. <laughs> I'm even I'm even working with a listener who works for Google, and he because he's begging me to do it too. He's like, "Dude, please!" Yeah. And um, it's I'm so they it. need some sort of app it's, or something that can no, combine no, no. Everything it's just now a couple of things left. I I have to fix now. I think oh, okay. I'm down to like image sizes. I have to change all our fucking image sizes for Google. Okay, so. I think I've I think I've solved the other issue. The actual I'm, issue, no, the hard issue. Now I'm down to the image oh, okay. sizes or something. All right. Yeah. Size know, matters. I haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say now yeah. that that's now that all the big stuff's taken care of, all the onesie twosie bullshit's never going to get done. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah I, don't, I like low hanging yeah. fruit. No, I like a challenge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Once I get bored with the challenge, I'm like, yeah. oh, image yeah. sizes. Yeah. Wait, it's almost done. Uh, yeah. Give me the next hard next. thing. To do. Yeah. Uh, VR. That's your uh, feedback. Brought yeah. to you today by the Beer Law Center. Hey, Tacey, have you had the new uh, unfiltered Jolly Roger from Drake's yet? You're out I there in the world. I believe I did. I was out there in, uh, in the release day. And had you were? That, yeah. Tell me about it. How'd you like the beer? Really good. Really flavorful. A lot of, uh, uh, I call it, uh, well, hop flavor. Really hop forward and hop flavor. Uh, it's one of the things I like about that beer because it's a... a well, it's a dark beer, right? Yeah. And it's very malty, but somehow they are really able to get a bunch of hop aroma and flavor yeah. popping out of that thing. Wow, well, they really loaded up. Well, it's an annual release, and it's available now. Uh, don't forget to go check it out at your favorite local place or go down to any of the Drake's locations. Have you been to the new uh, Triple Rock, Tasty, since you know, they I, finished the expansion? I, I finally got there last uh, Wednesday, I believe. How'd you like it? It was great, man. I like they took the the old side and kept it fairly old, you know. They did, okay. And it's all kind of bit cleaned up and a little bit uh, a bit darker, not in a good way. I'm saying, yeah. And then the other side just just great. Did big. they knock out the entire wall so that it's one big space, or there's like an no, entryway uh, to the other two side? Entryways, one okay. in the front, one in the back. Oh, cool. Yeah. I got to go check it out. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. Drake's is doing cool things. You can go to the Drake's Brewery that has the barrel room right there, uh, tasting room. Yeah. You can go to Drake's dealership, which Frankly, uh, well, maybe even in line with my place, I think it's one of the most beautiful places to no, sit really and have well a done. beer. Their, their, oh, yeah. their beer garden is just gorgeous there. Uh, and you can go to uh, Triple Rock and get... Uh, and then uh, Jupiter. Oh, and Jupiter as well. That's One right. of the best so. uh, patios in the, in the Bay Area, for sure. But check out right now, uh, the unfiltered Jolly Roger for 2016 is available for you to go taste and enjoy. Taste. Yeah, taste it. Enjoy it. Really taste it. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we got a great show planned for you today. We got uh, Brewlosophy on the program. Marshall's yes, going to teach us a thing or two. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Vito and Matt from our local homebrew club about turbid mashing. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through The Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brendan Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Walt from Wicked Weed, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. And I'd also like to thank one of our very longtime sponsors from the bottom of my heart, Williams Brewing Company. They've been doing this since 1979. Not sponsoring the show, of course, but doing what they do. Uh, they've offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. They've got a full lineup of intertap forward sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also, the new Mark II work pump, a magnetic drive high temp pump that starts at only $69.99, uh, but does the jobs of pumps costing about twice as much. Uh, they got all sorts of things over at WilliamsBrewing.com, uh, including steel bottle cappers from Italy, their own line of hydrometers, California wine kits, and so much more. Go to WilliamsBrewing.com right now and browse their vast selection. All right. In the meantime... Um, we got Matt Sager and Vito DeLucci back in the studio, uh, fellow Doze members, as a matter of fact, because I'm like an honorary Doze member. Yeah, I, I belong there. <laughs> yeah. I, show, I, I show up once. Oh, yeah. Later. They talk about you all the time. Right. <laughs> as the... As, God, where's Justin again? <laughs> we haven't seen him in 364 <laughs> we, days. We honor him every day. <laughs> yeah, mainly when they're building the effigy to burn. They're like, <laughs> yeah. this asshole. <laughs> Which, I show up for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys are doing great. <laughs> so, uh, you you might remember Vito and Matt came in not too long ago to talk about their turbid mash experiment. We're going to taste and discuss the results today. But why don't we give a quick recap of uh, what the experiment was, what turbid mashing is, of course, and um, you know, just kind of briefly bring people back up to speed. Sure, yeah. Um, 
This is Matt, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, so we, we decided that we wanted to do sort of a traditional uh, turbid-style mash for a lambic-style beer. Uh, Vito and I had both at, at separate times gone to Belgium, and we were very uh, inspired by obviously going to Cantillon, going to Boone, and all that. So I uh, wanted to come back and give it a try. So did a lot of research and uh, came up with a process that uh, took all day long. It was uh, <laughs> it was um, kind of a headache, but it was fun. Uh, we go back just one step. Why would you want to do a turbid mash? Well, the the the, I mean, the process involves uh, creating a lot of dexterous wort. And what does that do for the final product? What, what's the intent there? What do you, what do you do? The intent is is that uh, you want plenty of dextrins for the uh, uh, lactobacillus and Britannomyces to chew on. And, uh, and the more of that they get, the better what, what happens? The, 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 the funkier the beer, oh, the, the, right. uh, the more sour the beer you're going to get. So okay. That's what you pe- that piqued your, your uh, interest when you were in Europe. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So how'd you, do, how'd you set out and do this? What, what was the plan here? Uh, well, it started with uh, Vito and I getting together, saying, "Hey, let's do this." And uh, yeah, Vito. Yeah, initially it was uh, yeah, just kind of having fun, trying it out, new thing. And then that's when we, hey, let's put some science behind this and do a side by side comparison to see is it worth the extra three, four hours? A side by side of turbid versus a step mash versus step mash. Because yeah. yeah, one would say, why not just mash high, right, and then create more dextrins rather than um, than, than do a turbid mash. Right, right. Okay, so you did a side by side. You did, you did both. Correct. Okay, yeah. and the, the last time, what did we taste the last time? It was not the actual beers that you had run during the experiment. Oh no, it was, but it was only like three months old at that point. So ah, it really okay. wasn't fair to say. I think they t- tasted both very similar. Because what we're looking for is the effect on this sourness, like you just mentioned, right? right. So without much time for the bugs to have done their work. Okay, now I'm remembering. It, it just didn't give us a good sample of uh, right. of time for the sourness to come out, uh, or even the just some Britannomyces character. Any of that didn't right. have enough time to come out. Right. So right. now, how long has it been? About nine months. Okay. That this is sad. So it, it, yeah. it could even go another two, three months. Oh, but yeah. I think at this point, we could draw a conclusion. The, uh, yeah. uh, I still have the carboys in my closet, and they have a nice, big, thick pellicle layer on top. So yeah. um, still kind of waiting. We pulled these off, though, and, and we thought that, that the side-by-side really gave a good um, uh, uh, comparison okay. between the two. Um, and my wife wants those out of the closet. Too, so. <laughs> well, and I have to make an assumption about you, Matt. All right. So Matt is a professional brewer as well at the uh, newly opened Danville Brewing Company. Yeah. Right. Congratulations Thank on you. that, by the way. Yeah. I'm Two excited to now. get down there. Two months old. Yeah. Uh, I hear you can't uh, can't make enough beer already. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flying, flying out of the tanks. So the assumption I have to make is that you want the traditional method to not be any more successful than a faster brew day method, as a, just as a brewer in general, right? Like right. the traditional method is romantic, and sure, there's some part of your beer nerd brain that like want, want, it can only be done one way to to really get it right, but. You'd be lying if you told me that you didn't want it to be easier, right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I wanted I wanted a, a quick, fast brew day. That that. But 
you know, we'll we'll, we'll find out here. Yeah, yeah. But um, if we're going to follow scientific method, though, you can't have any bias, right? You have to come at it with an unbiased. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I believe he'll be honest about the answer, and and then just blow off the results because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so I've got three beers in front of me. We all do. Uh, could you explain to me what we have here? I'll explain the first one. Okay. Um, so the first one is a uh, memberberry lambic. Um, <laughs> it's actually you know memberberry is. <laughs> no. such a timely joke. <laughs> I member. Yeah, he member. Yeah. You member Chewbacca. <laughs> you the remember Yoda? Thing. Yeah, the the South South Park. Park. Where like everyone's taking these memberberries and they're stuck in the past and they can't move forward. I and see. they have really cute voices. Like, oh, you member. Ewoks, and then they're all like, "I remember," and it's like a like a, they're grapes, right? And so everyone's like eating these. It's a whole thing. Okay. Wow, I'm really missing out not watching South Park. Uh, <laughs> you are. I told I, you, Schumann ruins. I felt just like Schumann right there. <laughs> and this is, Schumann ruined South Park for me so long ago because he would always do what just happened. Hey, did you see the one uh, South Park with the with the South Park? Uh-uh. Check this out, and then it's, and then he would proceed to write the rewrite the whole script for me yeah. in well, in description form. Now he's now he's just making you watch videos. Like I was at his house the other day, and he goes, "Hey, you know Bill Burr? Uh, I've heard of him, but I have oh man, he does this one bit, and he gives me like three minutes of the bit. He goes here, and he pulls his phone out, oh, God. and it's a six minute clip, and he's holding it like this, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> I'm stuck. All right, note to folks who can't tell good stories. <laughs> Here's what you do. The internet. Hey, have you seen that Bill Burr skit? No. You should check it out. <laughs> it's great. That's and it. stop there. That's all it requires. I might even go check it out. Yeah. But the more you tell me some long, shitty story, <laughs> or make me stand in the middle of my bar looking at your shitty, dirty phone, yeah. the less likely I am to go check out that skit later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That being said, so yeah, it's, a, a member, it, it's actually a raspberry, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, so okay. check funny. out the oh. memberberry Chewbacca video. There you go. They're yeah. laughing their asses off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the first beer, mm-hmm. and that's a blend of the very first batch that we did with with uh, Nate and Adam Thomas from Tahoe Mountain, um, and then some of the new one as well. So it's yeah, it's just kind of Franken beer of that. Okay, uh, and then the other two are, are still lambics from the actual scientific side by side step mash turbid mash. One right. of them step, one of them's turbid. Right, and uh, yeah. and don't we'll tell go. us which. Okay, I mean, what's the point? We'll figure exactly. it out yeah. after. All right, so we're trying the first one just for fun. Just for fun, like. yeah. Okay. Nice we thought it turned out real well. It smells really good. Yeah, and it looks good. It's got like a a light pink, like a rosé color to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Member Rose. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice beer. Yeah, yeah. We're real proud of it. We like how it turned out. That's a good blend. It's got mm-hmm. some complexity to it. It's weird that the sweetness comes in at the very end. A little so sourness right up front, which I like. That's how I like my beer. Sour right in the beginning. Um, and then it kind of rounds out with some sweetness. And now, even a minute later, it dries out again. Yeah. I like this beer. That was a fun day, the, our, our blending day, when we got together and we put all the... We had what, like oh, yeah. five, eight different iterations of this project that we did. Mm-hmm. That we just went down the line and tried them and thought, okay, so let's push that one aside. But you know, we'll have maybe 30% of this one and you know 20% of this one. And yeah. That was fun. That was it's all about fun. the blending, right? Yeah. In, in a yeah. beer that, like this, this is a blend, yeah. Okay. This, this is all that. Some of them dregs from, uh, from different... 
mm-hmm. bottles that we drank that Ooh. day. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. What did you hop one. this with? Did you hop this with like Ooh. fresh hop pellets, or was it, did you use old hops on this? Super old hops. So they you were, did. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, Nate. Nace hops that okay. he had in a plastic bag in his at- attic. Yeah, I believe. Oh, in his. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, and he, yeah, a- kept in his attic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just asked because there is there's a slight there's a not slight there's kind of a firm bitterness. I, I feel like in the aftertaste mm-hmm. of this. So I was wondering. I always hear about people using old hops. Sure. I don't know that I could ever taste a difference between a fresh hop lambic like this or or an old hop lambic like right. this one. Yeah. So some of this that went into it, too, probably 30%, 40% came from the second batch, which we used two, two three-year-old mosaic, mm-hmm. okay. which has yeah. 15, 14 alpha acids. So Yeah, okay. You're totally on point with what you're tasting, probably. That's a nice beer. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so now we've got the other two, which, of course, they, they look identical. The only difference between these two beers is one was done with a traditional turbid mash, which you could, if you just go to thebrewingnetwork.com, you haven't listened to that show, you can uh, type in turbid mash into the search field, and you're going to find the show that we did, um, and you can learn all about um, what a turbid mash is. And then the other one was done um, just with mash temperatures. I have that right? Yep. 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 Okay, which is what? you you A higher mash temp? No, we, we did a step mash, so uh, we went through all the, you know, from 113 to 126 to 150 to 160s, all the way up. Yeah. Uh, the only difference is with the turbid mash, uh, you're not utilizing uh, uh, technology, really. You're just you're pulling wort out, and you're replacing what you ah, pulled off right. okay. with boiling water to bring your temperature up. Got it. Okay. Sounds complicated. It's all coming back to me. Requires four yeah, levels. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have Alzheimer's. It's all coming back to me. As long as you don't ask me any more in-depth questions from this point on about yeah, that show. About that I show. remember yeah. everything. It's all, all all of what you've told me tonight is coming it's back coming to me. It's coming back to me right now. <laughs> remember that show? Did I do it right? <laughs> nice work, um, Beardy. You did okay. Oh, okay. Seven out of ten. Hey. Yeah. That's better than a six. So yeah, I, th- I think we mentioned this. This is the still uh, a still lambic, a straight still lambic. Yeah, no carbonation. Um, so Which, what are we doing? Way, drinking both and trying to figure it out right now, or just kind of enjoying it? Well, what should we try to do? Yes, to all. To, all right. Yeah, if you want to figure it out, or we, we don't just, get to try to enjoy things. I would say even as as little as talking about what the differences between the two beers are, if any. Mm-hmm. And as much, if you want, to try to guess which one was done traditionally. But I don't even know that that's necessary. I think if we okay. could just try to identify some differences. Well, I think one of them is, uh, which is the, the, the middle one here, the first one, I guess, um, is less bitter and okay. kind of astringent than the second one. Okay. Um, but I guess it's not astringency so much as, like, maybe it's, like, hardcore bitterness, or maybe it is, like, aspirin. Oh, Yeah. Is that a is, is aspirin the same as like an acrid flavor? Yeah, but it's like a like a bitterness astringency thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what it comes from. Cause I think that's a good description. It would take actually. a recognized homebrew judge to tell you that. Mm. <laughs> Do you know any? No. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> looks familiar here to me. Mm. I, I so you know you're I mean? saying the middle one is less. Bitter. Y- yes, the, and, the, so. and the one on the end is a little more of that aspirin. I agree oh. with you. As an unrecognized uh, <laughs> anything, yeah. I agree with everything you've said. And the the middle one has um, like a much more rounder mouthfeel to it. Yeah. Um, I, I it's also, like silkier. You know what I mean? And the, the, the last one is kind of monochromatic in a way. 
Do you guys get more lactic acid from one than the other? I don't know what's lactic acid. <laughs> God damn it. As an unrecognized judge, JP, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. I, I describe it That's as... That's a good question, so actually. Sour. Uh, yeah, the, it's one well, more sour than the other. The, yeah, it's one more sour. The, yeah. The lactic, <laughs> the lactic acid that you get from... A, so, you know, when you taste a, a kettle-soured beer that's just lactic. I, I get a lot of um, grapefruit pith. Um, totally, yeah. Yeah there's, yeah. there's extra esters here you wouldn't get from a the, right. sour mash. I think I get more pithy character from the first one, the middle one. Okay. Um, I'm not. I guess should we guess at which one's which, or do we want to wait on that? You can guess if you want. Sure. I think the middle one is the turbid. Okay. Um, it's more pithy. Um, it does have a slight bit of haze to it mm. compared to the other one. It's still clear, but if you look, it catches a bit more light than the other one. Um, and the the second one, the end one. Is a bit thinner, and I guess you could say you perceive more acid. But I think I don't think there's any actual difference in terms mm-hmm. of acidity. It's just mm-hmm. the the lack of pithy, lingering um, bitterness from the first one. Right, covers that up. The, in the middle one, now that you mentioned, I I, I kind of swished it around and I got a lot of like grapefruit pith, the white part of the grapefruit kind of mm-hmm. thing, faster than I did in the second sample or in the last sample. Like it builds or. In the last one, it, it builds, and it's more at the end, where than this one, I, I get it now, maybe because it's warming up, maybe because I swished it, maybe both. Um, I get it kind of f- faster. In the in the first one, to me, it's mouth-coating, mm-hmm. like, yeah. where it's just yeah. all over and just super pithy. And the oh, second oh, one kind of builds a little bit. Yeah, it's there, but it takes a bit Yeah, more. it's weird, yeah. It, but it's the same exact flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the flavor you're, we're getting is like astringency or... Uh... Our mouthfeel is probably dextrins that have not been uh, fully consumed yet. Hmm. Spear yeah. has some ways to go, right? Yeah, like I said, there was still a nice big yeah, thick pellicle right. on so top. That and means, this is still what, nine months old. Yeah, you wouldn't even think about uh, you know packaging all this yeah. until that right, right. way. They're right. both w- way clearer than they were the last oh time God. you guys were here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked like basically you're drinking a pint of what it looked like last time. Yeah. Cloud, cloudy and like yeah. dishwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the new Danville Brewing beer, JP. Oh shit! I oh, think it looks uh, amazing. Wait, wait, yeah. Dick you move, should go JP. down to Danville. Dick move. <laughs> that will not be a product. I'm either. kidding. No, that's not what's that's in this not house. happening. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to reveal which one is the um, turbid mash? Yeah. So the first one is actually the step mash, and the third one is the is the uh, turbid. Ah, so the middle yeah, one was the, the middle one. Yeah, here, let's yeah. take the first one. I we knew took I out should of have disagreed with you guys and said no, yeah. it's the other way around. Right? No, I, huh. the, the middle one is is the step. Okay, I think the differences are interesting. Are small enough, mm-hmm. in my very humble opinion, yeah. that I wouldn't do the whole thing. I wouldn't do the whole turbid thing. Well, they yeah, both finished up. Okay, it's not done yet. And, 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 oh, that's true. And yeah, I'm probably <laughs> rationalizing here. Uh, and supporting my own theory here is because the one that uh, that was uh, turbine mashed has more of that that pithy sort of like pasty or it does. Uh, aftertaste. Agreed. Yeah. And to me, that's what the bugs are going to go after. Okay. Over this late last phase mm-hmm. of, the, uh, of the ferment. I'll tell you, as, as I'm sitting here drinking these both, and it's yeah. sitting on my palate, it, it's really like I, I hate to use the word juicy, but <laughs> it is. It's like uh, grapefruit juice pith. Yeah. Uh, uh, that just kind of sits there. I like, love like that you said, brand mouth. of sweatpants. What was the uh, uh, time difference between brews on these? 
Same day. It, okay, it was the same day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So long day. So and, and the the point yeah. of doing this is to is to give the bugs more food to to eat on. That's right? exactly it. So yeah, I think Tasty's right. You, it's not done, so we can't really call it yet because in six months or when are these going to be fully realized? Twelve when, years when the beer's ready. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, we will still be here in twelve <laughs> yeah. years. Go, um, we should really do more games. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. Like I said, I'm I, I'm opening the closet, checking it every day, and there's uh, I I don't want to disturb the pellicle too much. We we pulled mm. some off okay. uh, uh, the other day. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, my my wife kind of wants those carboys out of the closet too, yeah. so that maybe takes up a lot of space on the floor. So <laughs> so in other words, this experiment is done. Right. Yeah. Right. So we'll never yeah. know. Yeah. Can yeah. you build like a shoe rack around it? Or, yeah. Right. You know something. <laughs> uh, to me, this difference is significant to where I think so. I would prefer the turbid mash. I don't like the strong pithiness mm-hmm. in well, the but, first one. But that's but if that's unrealized dextrins, right? That's all going to fade out. It and could go be away, exactly right? what turns it into a great. But right. yeah, it's going to be the right. difference. The bugs have had the same amount of time. Yeah, but they. But, but if one has more dextrins for the bugs to eat if the turbid mash one than the other um, right, then, it's, it, then it will taste better after they're eaten whereas the other one has nothing left to eat is the theory so it right. won't it won't continue to change right. in the same way so you're saying the pithy the step mash one. one will not change correct right and i'm saying i already like the turbid mash one more i see so i like the one that's going to continue to get better right. yeah. you like the one that no. is stuck in its ways. I don't care. And, <laughs> actually, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, personally, yeah. I think the turbid is, is better at this point. Even yeah. Almost. Okay. And w- when we bottled I these see. the other day, we also mm. uh, took a gravity, and they're they're right there. They're oh, eight. Oh, pretty oh, similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I To me, not that I'm going to do one of these beers ever, but well, I, if... Now we have to have goddamn Matt and Vito in again in another six months to try the beer, thanks to you, Beardy. Did everyone else think that the Step Mash was better? Um, I like the the second one better. I think the acid's more present. It's more bright. The turbid? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. the turbid. Um, I think that the pithy thing... The the second or the first fuck this uh, fuck the right. grapefruit one because it's that's fucking me up. The first one that it's we had not grapefruit it's member berry. Oh, sorry, I'll oh, give you a member berry. God, Vito. <laughs> what did you do? Hanging, it's hanging, swinging. My member berries are swinging. Um, well, you're 39. That's right. Uh, the first one we had is like I don't know, man. Drinking it now, I, like I said, it might be warming up. Maybe I'm biased now, but uh, that's more stringent and less balanced. And the turbid one is kind of coalescing into this thing that's that's more reminiscent of a sour beer uh right now so and and i wonder if it's maybe i mean i wonder if the flavors that you're getting that i'm getting on my palate from the first one to the second one they shift like those those pithy things are like mid palate they're kind of right up front with the step mash and with the turbid mash they're kind of more at the end and i wonder if that's either a result of the process or how the bugs are consuming the sugars in the turbid maybe they're or the dextrins are eating them first, and so right. it's pushing more malt for it. If that makes any sense, I don't understand, but um, I, I mean, I think yeah. I might actually agree with Warren for once. Well, Weird. welcome Warren. to being right. Yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't feel like I think it should. The lonely world. It, it never does. Yeah, it never does. I, I need more confetti. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't take uh, taste the difference enough. Um, I 
I do think it'll be interesting to taste it again uh, yeah. after even more time. Well, I, I mean, and that's the question, right? Are we tasting the, are we perceiving the differences because we're told to look for the differences? Right. Like, what if we did a triangle test with this? Yeah. I, I think the level of pith is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I can see definitely some people liking the first one, that amount. Yeah. Some palates, people would be totally into that. It's not my style. <laughs> some palates. Right. But, and so I think, it, I think this would... People would pass a triangle test in this most of the time. Okay. I, I don't know that I would pass it, but might have to do that really? next time, it, guys. It, and this really was, was one of the reasons I wanted to do this was to see if it would be something that I'd want to waste time, money, sweat, and headache on yeah. on a professional scale. And that's yeah. part of why I'm trying to put it into perspective, too. Like, even if there's a difference, like, Beardy's got a really good palate, and, and, if he can t- and, and JP's got a nice palate. And if they can taste subtle differences... But not really good. But how much different, you know, for the rest of us, you know, for the people who are going to consume your beer, are, are they large enough for you to spend your time doing it? Which I think is an important part of this. Beardy sure. seems and to yeah. think yes. Well, I, I, I think it depends on what flavors you, you're going for. Yeah, I think people will buy both of those beers. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you want. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that's also what Marshall and the Burlosophy crew does is they they bring it they'll bring it to the bar like if they come in the in the studio for a show yeah they'll bring the beers and do triangle tests in the bar for the, your average people who you know mis- necessarily don't notice a lot of terrible off flavors in you know hazy beers or whatever yeah um, but and I think that's kind of you have two goals right if you're going to go go pro and you want to try to take your recipes to a broader commercial audience. That's very different than if you're a home brewer trying to dial in your things. Yeah, that's true. Um, Because like you just said, if you're just a normal average Joe consumer, are you going to notice the differences? You know, I don't know. Maybe you would if the differences are right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, But how often do you drink two sour beers from two (laughs) different breweries at the same time? Right. Um, Every night. (laughs) (laughs) Science. Or, you know, I mean, any any beer, you're not generally double fisting. Yeah. So it's going to be harder to figure that stuff out. And then you would have to know one does a step mash and the other does a turbid mash. And you're just, you're not going to know all these as an average consumer. So let me ask you to do this then just for fun. Because I think Beardy's done it and, and I think I've done it. I'm saying... No need to do a turbid mash. I think the beer, the mm. in, in my opinion, the um, differences are subtle enough that I personally wouldn't choose to do it. The, type, the type of brewer that I am. I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you aware? Are you aware of horrible what <laughs> comparison you're making what right you now? Just said. Yeah. 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 If you want to brew beer like Justin, <laughs> don't do it. Which don't is never. Do don't bother <laughs> yeah. doing it. So there's my uh, stamp of approval. Don't do it. Go the extra nine yards. Uh, yeah. No, uh, never, never. Says, my dad told me a long time ago. Beardy <laughs> selling Yeah, of course. <laughs> he never pays off. No. Uh, Beardy says do it. Right? Yeah. I I think I would do it. Okay. I don't want the extra pithiness okay. in my beer. Tasty? What? Type of brewer you are. If, well, if would, you yeah. were going to do this style of beer, would you turbid mash after tasting this or not? Or save your time? Well, yeah. If I was a commercial uh, Lambic brewer, or sorry, sour beer maker, uh, yeah, I would... Get the most, you know, the best way. You'd now, save your time. What about as a homebrewer? Homebrewer, I would go with, buy some maltodextrin, do a single step mash, <laughs> okay. add it, add it in. So no turbid mash for you. No, but I can get more dextrins by just adding it by like 
scooping it in. Yeah. Okay. That, that being said, Vito's won awards on his homebrewed uh, Lambic style beer doing just that. Just that. Oh, yeah, excellent. Exactly. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be one if you could have did one other thing with three mashes in one day. Is have that beer. Yeah. And then we can, you know, kind of compare right. that. Throw a but, little but gnocchi you, in the mash. But you had good success at. Uh, Getting the yeah that sort of late mm-hmm. uh, well from the from the Doe's annual championship of four brewers he won the award so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm kidding I don't know, man. oh, oh I only the cheat. largest oh. homebrew competition in the country yeah. JP yeah you've uh, yeah. been on the big stage but you guys were too fucking lazy that day to do a third mash wow even your family I'm gonna blame my wife don't come back until you do three mashes in one day (laughs) and JP uh, do it or don't do it I don't know that I I would try it I would try it both ways personally as as, as, as a homebrew they did and we did no but like but I would do it just for the process like I like a kind of process oriented pretend you did these what would you say I like doing them. But, um, I would probably do this. Ste- I'd probably do the step mash. Who am I fooling? I, I would do the step mash. I don't want to sit and boil fucking water and spill it on me. And I don't want to do all that right. shit. Matt, you have a Pico brew. I have a what's, Pico brew. What, what your I want my brew day. I don't want to just spend it now just boiling extra water. What are you doing? Oh, I'm brewing. I'm lifting. I'm, I'm getting, getting a herniated turbid. disc. It's yeah. fine. No, I don't want that. Yeah. I want to play video games. Matt, what's your conclusion? I'm already figuring out, figuring out the logistics to do it. To do it, uh, yeah. yeah. You think Turbid it's worth mash. it? Yeah. Turbid mash, yeah. Really, you think yeah, it's worth I, it? I, I, I'd like to do it at least once. Oh, yeah. Check Danville yeah. Brewing Company off the list of places to go, because the brewer doesn't know You're it. You're not going to have your star beer for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. So, star beer at Danville well, in right. seven Red years. Red Barrel turns yeah, right. them out pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. What yeah. would he do? We should ask. It's probably been covered. Probably a show you could listen to. We should do a show. Sour Hour. Yeah, we should do that. Vito? Um, yeah, from a homebrew perspective, it's, what, an hour or two extra. You're doing it once a year, generally, for a if, Lambic. If that, so yeah. I'm going to add that two hours. Uh, between these two, definitely one has more lactic. It tastes better to me. I'm going to add that two hours on there. Um, like Matt said, I've been successful <laughs> yeah. just doing the old step mash, but I, I think it's worth it. I think that's my final conclusion for sure. Okay. The only other conclusion I've drawn here today is this for you beer geeks out there. Never try to introduce a non-beer geek friend of yours to the sour beer style mm-hmm. with a straight lambic. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Don't ever do it. Nope. Yeah. You know, you get all excited That's about rough. sours and you're all into them and your friend comes over and like the one bottle you have is a straight lambic. Yeah. And you want to share it? Yeah. Don't. Right. Get the no. it, is a difficult, it is a difficult style to yeah. wrap your head around. Yeah. And I'm a sour fan. I Straight lambics are my least favorite of the sour style for a lot of reasons. Um, it's a difficult well, and style you, to get your head around. And you're not a very good communicator. So I feel like you would have a hard time here, explaining. Here. Oh, yeah. I would just be like, you don't like it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Here, I got something really special for you. What is it? Just fucking drink it. Drink it. Um, yeah, it's just, just so. Kidding. It's so um, bizarre. It's a bizarre style. Well, yeah. Point. I mean, the, the the art of this is blending, right? That's yes. what it all comes down to. It's blending, and and that. I mean, just yeah. the straight lambics are. The, the, that's your canvas. Yeah. But one you create yep. art. Yeah. I kind of just wanted to put a fine point on it because sometimes us beer geeks can get so carried away and excited about our weird styles. Yeah, don't share this one with people. <laughs> Unless you know that they're like you. Right. Yeah, then they're going to be like, well, well, this is flat. It's supposed to be flat. 
<laughs> and even if they are sour beer fans, I've had sour beer fans that I've introduced to, introduced to straight lambic. Yeah, and there's like. Uh, <laughs> right. Like this? This is sour? Are you sure? And you're like, yeah, this is like the godfather of sour. Right. This, this is, is where sour started. <laughs> yeah. And this bottle is $75. You better enjoy it. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, great experiment. Thank you for bringing it back yeah, in for fun. us to try. And... Um, Keep us abreast of the situation. If the beer, if you guys do find that you're tasting it down the road and you do taste a real difference, I'd be interested in trying it again. Cool. Because you know? yeah. we didn't taste a real difference no. today. No. <laughs> I definitely want to, want to taste them at, at when, they have, when they have more uh, uh, age on them, for sure. Yeah. 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 Can you take them to the brewery and like finish this experiment? Or yeah, you don't. You don't need no, your closet on. anymore. You have a whole yeah. brewery. Yeah, I know the brewery's your closet. Right. You hang yeah. your underwear there now, and uh, you're probably there enough for that. You got to do your laundry and the mash done. <laughs> oh, you brewing today? No, <laughs> washing. Yes, sir. It's washing. It's washing. <laughs> Uh, all right, go check out the new Danville Brewing Company please. if uh, you're local and uh, you need a homebrew club. Check out yeah. Doze, uh, my favorite club in the Bay Area. Doze. And um, yeah, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Marshall from Brewlosophy. We're going to do another taste test. This one, a blind triangle taste test. So get your palates ready, folks. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand 
Santaclean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for hanging out with us here on your, uh, well, whatever day of the week it is that you're listening. Hey, don't forget about the new Brew Guru app from the American Homebrewers Association, built for homebrewers and beer lovers. The Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. The AHA designed this powerful app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer. Uh, With the app, you can effortlessly find and save money on beers, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brewing IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the AHA and Zymergy Magazine, and use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Wherever you are, Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. Get the app today and follow the path to beery enlightenment. It's free for iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Learn more over at homebrewersassociation.org. 
dot org for organization. I love organization and I love organs. Yeah. Do I have to pay you more for jingles? Yes, you do. Oh, because yeah. you sir have a gift. Oh, thank you very much. It's my <laughs> voice. It's my it's my instrument. It's my tool. And yeah. I keep it really tuned. It is your tool. Thank you. All right. Speaking of tool. Oh, <laughs> I kid, Marshall. Hi. Marshall from Brewlosophy is on the program. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Hey, I'm glad to finally be on a show with you. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> good, to have, good to have you on. Thank Thank you. You. <laughs> Thanks for coming to Marshall's yeah. uh, show. For a little while, I did consider changing the name of the show to Marshall's. You know. there's a, I hear there's a store called Marshall's. Uh. <laughs> That's true. We're used to copyright problems. <laughs> yeah, here. We have here. a lawyer. <laughs> All right. So uh, Marshall has an experiment for us today. And Marshall, I was kind of explaining this at the beginning of the show. Uh, today's triangle test is so secretive that uh, we don't even we don't know what it's about. And so you're going to have to explain to us uh, what's going on, what's in your head, and why we don't know much about what's in front of us. Sure. Yeah, that's so the way typical uh, in, when you're doing sensory analysis, the way a typical triangle test works um, is that you present uh, you present the uh, tasters with let's see here uh, uh, with the samples and they those tasters are blind to uh, everything that's that's sort of going on uh, with the experiment. So they don't know what the style is. They don't know what uh, the variable is. And their job... Beardy, uh, put the, that cup down. Beardy, we did not... We were not yet instructed to smell, even look at it. Yeah, no, and you're... Him. Oh, I definitely wasn't smelly. looking at it. <laughs> Carry on, Marshall. I'm sorry. Sorry for No, these. it's all good. Uh, so, yeah. And so... Uh, you're, you're you're blind to the you're blind to the variable of the experiment. You're blind to the style of the beer. And the idea is that um, you're asked to pick out the unique sample between uh, there. There are basically two beers in three cups. Okay. Um, we've all seen that video. Great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, great. Uh, so, <laughs> two beers, three cups. Uh, uh, two two of the two of the cups are exactly the same beer. Uh, one of them is different. Your job is to pick out the one that's unique. And um, what we do is we run a statistic based on how many people were right and that st- statistic pushes out a number that we call a p-value which basically allows us to say whether or not the uh the proportion of people who actually selected correctly was high enough above what's expected which in this case would be 33 okay. percent uh to call it significant got it Wow, even I understood that, Marshall. You're good at this. (laughs) I've been practicing all day. (laughs) Okay, so this is what we have in front of us. um, For for you listeners at home, uh, what we're dealing with is three different cups that are three different colors. There's a red cup, a blue cup, and a green cup. And we know nothing else about the beer in front of us. Um, So, Marshall, do do we go for it? Yeah, go for it. Well, a couple of rules is just don't talk to each other while you're doing it. Okay. Uh, we don't want, you know, if, if, if Beardy thinks he's got it, he looks over I got at it. you. and <laughs> You always get it. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I get it. Topic. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, no crosstalk. Um, try to figure it out for yourself. And then when you're done, uh, just wait till everyone else is done, and then we can, we can chat about it. Marshall really sounds kind of like a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't. No <laughs> crosstalk. Don't be so demanding. Is so it, is who's going to fill the dead air then, Marshall? I know. Yeah, Marshall. Is it strange I, that I go ahead and taste? I can sing guys. a song. Yeah. 
Is it strange that I set my cups in a triangle for the triangle? Like, I couldn't. I did that. I, I, it has to be I, like this. I swear to God, I didn't even mean to. I just, <laughs> I subconsciously just moved them into a triangle before I tasted them. You know shapes. I guess the one, yeah. I, I, I do the same thing every time I serve them. So. See? And Marshall's smart, so. Oh, you know what? You sent me that link, Marshall. Jesus Christ. Uh, let me send that to everybody. The Marshall is smart link? <laughs> I mean, we can fill it out later. We don't need to fill it out right now, <clears throat> because you know all, he sends a link to everybody. He says a quick, it's a quick survey. Well, if you oh, guys, so that we if, can if answer. Can, oh, that way he gets our info. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I can trust you guys, if you guys just want to write it down and don't change your responses or whatever, uh, but keep it to yourself. Uh, you can. We can go around, maybe round the horn, and you can tell yeah. me what your responses were. All right, I you, just you emailed it to everybody us. too. So, oh, cool. All right, so I'm looking for the different one. <laughs> there is one that is different. There yeah. are two. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I, I like that you point out that there is like a margin there, right? Like it has to be beyond what you would, um, right? Yeah, reasonably. It's, a, it's so, all about the value of your pee with this guy. <laughs> you and interestingly enough, uh, scientists prefer small p values. Um, that makes the, sense. That's why most Actually, scientists are yeah. men and not women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows for how long? The list goes on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the idea is that when you've got a choice between three things, if you're randomly guessing, uh, you know, spinning a, a bottle or whatever, the statistically you're going to land on a specific one of those options 33.3% of the time. Uh, and so the idea behind triangle testing, which actually, interestingly enough, I think, well, the, the, the p-value um, was developed at uh, by Guinness Brewing by uh, way back in the, what, I think in the 1800s. Hmm. Yeah, as a, as a way to do exactly what we're doing now to test out different uh, different variables in the brewing process and whatnot. So the, the idea is that if you can, if somebody, if, if a group of participants is able to uh, identify the unique sample a specific amount more than chance, then yeah. we can say with at least some confidence that there's likely a distinguishable difference. And that's that's the thing. Uh, there's the the p value gets a lot of shit these days because <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it and, and it's and it's a good reason that it, it what it doesn't tell us is that you know it doesn't it doesn't say what's different. It doesn't tell us which one is better or which one's worse. It doesn't it doesn't really inform decisions. What it does is it tells us whether people can can tell the beers apart, which uh, for us and our purposes in, in homebrewing at least is kind of fun because you know we've we've been led a lot of ways and so we're just testing out a lot of these process variables. Do you it, do you ever do you have to pick a beer? Do, are people I, allowed to say none of them are different? So <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, the, the, the answer is no. You, you have to select one, and, okay. and there's a reason for that. Because the, again, if if uh, so, we've we've actually run an experiment where um, I served uh, a panel. I think it was ten or eleven of my good, your closest friends, uh, the same exact beer in a triangle, and had them I, try to identify the unique one. And I even I included the they're all the same option, which in a traditional triangle test you can't do. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, go ahead. No, we're just I listening. Just, I'm just, fast. I'm just catching up here. Yeah, I think that's... I didn't know about that other option. Let's go. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, so it, well, and what you're doing, if you do that, essentially, is you're creating a fourth 
condition. And so uh, it, it's a triangle test, not a quadrangle test, and, and they're also known as a square. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew that. Or a rectangle oh, test. A four-way triangle you. test. Yeah. It could be a rectangle, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Call it a but, triangle plus one test. <laughs> could be a diamond. Right. A, a, diamond. a rhombus. <laughs> That's true. That's not rhombus. accurate enough. It could be a diamond. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so you got, you've got to select one of them. The idea being that uh, if you force – a group of people to select uh, one option and they're all the same that it, we should see, you know, uh, uh, things stack up in a fairly predictable, um, even manner, you know, 33% for each option. Now, when the p-value is reached, the, uh, the, do the people that get it correct, uh, are they available? Are those people you would ask like additional questions like which one do you like the best or uh, what do you think What do you think the difference is or stuff like that? When, so, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, if, if you guys open up the, uh, the survey that, that J that JP sent you, uh, you'll notice, uh, you, for everybody, whether you're right or wrong and, uh, you'll, you'll have the first selection, which is the triangle test, just which one do you think is different? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you'll be, you'll move on to a question of preference. So you'll, oh, you'll be, you'll be comparing just two of the beers, presumably the two that are different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in that comparison, you, uh, we do, you know, we gather that information. But, but it, what's fascinating to me is that even in our our really strongly, highly significant, you know, uh, uh, variables, what we're finding is that preference is still usually split almost smack down the middle. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, we've got, for example, last week we published an article. Uh, Malcolm did a no boil. Uh, Berliner Weiss compared to a a, a version that was boiled uh, post souring uh, for 45 minutes, and you know he was pretty convinced before he collected the data that the boiled version was just going to win out preference and everything. And sure enough, the the triangle test was very significant. Very few people got it wrong, but it, but preference was split right down the middle, which to me is almost more fascinating than the actual distinguishability data that we that we gather. Yeah. <clears throat> You know what I hate about me is that I don't know anything. <laughs> You're pretty uh, dumb. I'm like tasting these three, and I thought I had it licked like right in the beginning, and then I keep tasting, and then I'm like, well, I don't know anything. <laughs> but I'm going back to my first guess. And, Marshall, I'm going through your survey. Um, am I a general beer drinker, a craft beer enthusiast, a home brewer? I'm not a pro judge or BJC, or, and I'm not a pro. I don't know which of the first three I am. Is there an unrecognized yeah, where is BJCB that? judge? Why can't I have other? <laughs> That's the, uh, yeah, the provisional, I believe, is what they call that. I think I'm uh, an enthusiast. I, I'm a enthusiast. craft beer enthusiast, right? I get enthusiastic every now and then about beer. <laughs> yeah, Here we things. go. All right, I'm doing that. <laughs> love gonna, things and stuff. Do that. The, okay, truth now. is, we actually don't use that data for I much, was going to so. say, I like oh. how you're asking questions about the stoop. Like, <laughs> just stop I, it. I don't like failing at tests i feel like this is a test that's one that he actually can get wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right so now i'm at the part where i pick a cup by color i'm gonna do it i'm gonna commit i'm afraid of commitment but i'm doing it right now did i get the right i did the right one yeah i see jason and tasty are already uh, logged in that's right i already did one oh i see that i already already know which one i'm submitted i'm I'm frozen okay and all right i have submitted Oh, I see it. Submitted and committed. Uh, now we're just waiting okay. on Warren. No, I did. I wanted to make sure I didn't fat finger it on my phone. I feel like I just knocked Marshall well, up or something. Look it over. I, feel very, <laughs> I, feel hit, very I hit in. enter, so. <laughs> uh, it's too late now. Yeah. All right. 
Beardy's doing some other survey. No, I'm entirely. on to the next. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's yeah. filling out his. Wait, this has yeah. my social security number. Yeah, Beardy, that's your Comcast survey. <laughs> oh, right. well, they're doing great. He had five emails. He thought he'd answer right. them all. Yeah. Uh, I did it. Are you so, submitted? Yeah. yeah. What? Can, does he not uh, see it? You know, I really like I'm the not... aroma of this cup. I have, an, I have an empty one here. Oh, you do? Yeah. And now it smells really kind good. Kind of pithy kind of thing. I, I, I agree didn't with you, actually. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I well, I didn't oh, fart in. I didn't fart in all of them. So <laughs> some have fart and some don't. Oh, okay. So, so oh, was nice. it just? Uh, let's see. Was it just Warren, Justin, Tasty, and Jason? Was that it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Perfect. You're all logged away. Uh, I'll tell you this. One of you got it right. Oh shit! And that's me. Uh, well, uh, at least I'm with company. If I'm a loser. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm my bottom. Is so did did this everybody? Easy. Did the other three pick the same cup? Uh, no, no, oh, okay. no, no. Actually, no. It's, so it's a so that's one out of twenty five percent, which is less than chance. So we could say that the the one who got it right was potentially a guess or a super taster. It's one or the other. Yeah, who knows? Hey, we're uh, defining you know, the odds. All right, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> well, someone is. So, um, do you guys want me to kind of talk a little bit about the beer first? Yes. Wanna... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep us in do, suspense. <laughs> uh, do so. Let's see. Who did anybody want to? Talk about their experience with a beer. What what they th- what do you think of the beers in general? If you thought they were different, if you, if you liked the style, what kind of style you think it is? I, I think it's a pale ale. I would agree. This is a standard basic ass pale ale. Yeah, cool. I would agree with that really? on yeah. the style. Yeah, why? What what do you think? I, I, I it's darker to a than a pale ale to me. Like it's more like a, a red or a brown mm-hmm. ale, even yeah, amber at least. There's a little toasty toffee. I, I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> now that I hear it, <laughs> okay. I'm, you're, you're sounding more right, Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't even think about the color because it's not in a clear cup. They're in, co- so no. I didn't even look at it. I just yeah. tasted it. You're not it. supposed to look at the color. Good yeah. job. Well, no, but thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Can I change my answer now because I, I, I'm tasting them? No, them and now, you, they're t- you, now they're tasting different. Uh, you can't submit. Thank, this is what. J- JP, you do this every time we've done this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it is sort of a deja vu moment. Yeah. So, um, I don't you, even know uh, you. I, to answer some of your other questions, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the beer, to, okay. to, to be honest with you. And in fact, one of the things I was trying to use as a discerning quality um, was that I, I was getting some diacetyl. Mm hmm. And I, I thought, okay, now you're, you're picking up on a strong flavor, so maybe one of them doesn't have that. And I was using that in the beginning. Um, I, I later think talked myself into that they all have a bit of that. Um, so, well, and uh, go ahead, Warren. Oh, I was going to say. So, on my initial pass, just smelling them, I thought two smelt the same and one was different. But okay. then tasting them, I thought a different two tasted the same and one was different. So oh, I. Yeah. I had one outlier just based on aroma, and I had a different outlier based on taste. Okay, yeah. And so it was. It was a. It made me kind of have to guess which one I was going to pick. Yep. Yeah, your triangle intersected. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> it's a broken triangle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, which ultimately kind of says that they're the the delta, the difference between them is close enough that that accurately identifying the different one is difficult. Uh, to some degree, at least, right? I mean, yes. And in fact, yeah. that, of course, is what prompted my. Uh, not that I wanted to pick none of them. I sort of knew the answer, but it prompted my question about: Are you allowed to pick none? Uh, because right. then you're just sort of, yeah, you're already answering the quiz, the the test, the statistic. They're not very discernible, and they were close enough at one point that I could not discern. 
And then I, so I ended up just going back with my first experience and my first pass, you know, where I thought I had it nailed. Yeah. So, right. You know, and you may have. Yeah. Well, and that, and, and, uh, you know, they, it, it's, it's kind of cheesy and, 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 uh, uh, cliche, but the reality is, uh, when it comes to sensory analysis, the recommendation is to go with your gut, go with that first impression because hmm. you're, yeah, you're, you're especially olfactory, uh, you know, when you smell something and you detect that kind of subtle difference, uh, typically it's that, that is, I mean, I, I guess I've never measured whether it's right or wrong, um, more often than not but but uh that that first what i've noticed just kind of observationally is that first impression seems to be the one that people should go with if they want to be right now you tell me no i I went i went with my second impression just so you know (laughs) well and especially when it's really close right like when you when you find yourself going oh crap they're all the same then yeah just go back to your first okay well i didn't well damn it so I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little bit about the beer then we'll get into the variables and okay. whatnot. Uh, so the beer was I'll, I'll kind of go through the recipe a little bit. It's pretty simple. Uh, first off, uh, and, and I, I think Jason will back me up on this one. Uh, I bottled these about two and a half weeks ago, got them in the mail two, three days later and uh, was was sort of hoping it's a style that you want to drink fresh as fresh as possible. And at that time, they were about two and a half, three weeks old. Uh, I just pulled the last pint of this beer off of my tap, so out of the keg, without being bottled, uh, three, four days ago, and yeah, it, it had dropped off quite a bit. And what I was getting, I wouldn't say it was diacetyl as much as I would, uh, kind of that rounded, oxidized, um, like the hops had fallen off of a pale ale hmm. flavor. Okay. Yeah, oxidized mm-hmm. hops, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so... Pale ale. I like pale ale. <laughs> so we're getting there. Yeah, beers getting like there. that like all the time happen. When, they, when, when yeah. hopping beer warms up, it'll take on that flavor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that all. And so and the, the other thing that I, I often get that with is is uh, beers with a high amount of, of a more uh, kind of identifiably toasty malt. And oh. uh, one of the beers that you had was 100% Marisotter. Uh And that one... I believe, if I recall correctly, was the darker of the two, Warren. So you, so you said you noticed one of them was more like an amber. He wouldn't know. No, I, I didn't actually look at the color. I just said they tasted like they, it was like an amber or a brown ale because yeah. the taste. I didn't actually look at the color. He always tastes colors. Yeah, right, I taste in colors. <laughs> he can't see. No. Yeah, there is a word for that. Yeah. Um, let me see here. There, the, I taste in, in the, textures. So the so this beer was made on the seventeenth of October. Which isn't that long ago, but the style is an it's an IPA. Uh, one of the this go, is an IPA. Uh, it was an it, yeah. T- listen, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was I was drinking it too, and I noticed. I actually had a friend uh, who makes this style a lot say that after about two weeks, uh, his his fall off and become completely different, almost amber like beers, and that's mm. exactly what my experience was. So when you said amber, it, it, I think the beer's a little long in the tooth. Um, so, anyways, uh, the the interesting thing is your guys's experience and your guys's results uh, align almost perfectly with what we found uh, for the experiment, which was actually published this morning on the website. So oh, if cool. you guys, yeah. So the the results are there. If anybody wants to go and check them out, it's the first uh, it's the first one. You'll see that the variable was the impact of flaked oats on a New England style IPA. Just for you. Just for you, Jason. <laughs> Piece of trash. <laughs> and of course, so, folks at home, it's brewlosophy.com. You can go check it out. 
Brewlosophy.com. Um, yeah, so one of the one of the batches, uh, the one in the green cup. So uh, congratulations, Justin. You were right. Yes. Um, uh, See, and that's the one I wanted to change my vote to. Yeah. As yeah, yeah me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. As they warmed up, because I picked the blue one. As they warmed up, yeah. The green one shifted and became very different than the other two. I that, love winning. That was my my first. Just based on aroma, green was the one, and then I tasted them, and I was like, hmm. No, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, Blue is what I went And with. I've already described it. I was absolutely certain right off the bat with my first pass that the green one was different. Yeah. But then the more I tasted, it just became more and more similar. Yeah. So I literally just went back. I was like, well, that's what was your first impression, so that's that. Well, that's right. fucked up. Uh, well, you're well, a better test so taker. What do I win? <laughs> I, I got a I, sticker. <laughs> An interview with Marshall McLuhan. <laughs> You're doing it. Uh, a nice brewlosophy. Go on, please, Marshall. G- give Justin two. That's that'll be the prize. Okay. Wow. Thank you. There's two different uh, yeah. two different right. styles. I'm excited. <laughs> what a millennial. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, so basically, the the I've been kind of uh, a hater on the whole New England style IPA thing for a while. Uh, I know, I know, as I know. you should. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it, but here's the thing: I didn't. I was. I had kind of invented that, thinking that brewing process was the was what was a poor brewing process is what was causing all of the the murky hazy beers. I'm not convinced that that's not always true, uh, but I am convinced that there are some style. There are some forms of it out there that. Uh, the process isn't necessarily bad, um, and I'm, I'm getting more and more convinced. Uh, yep. As a someone who just likes to explore different things, um, we're kind of on this mission right now, the, the the Brewlosophy crew and I, to really try to nail down what it is that is responsible for the haze in uh, New England style or Northeast style IPA. And I was under the assumption that the high amount of flaked oats was at least a contributor to it. And so what I did is I made a five-gallon batch with 100% Maris Otter, and then I made another five-gallon batch with 82% of the same Maris Otter and 18% flaked oats, which amounted to about two and a quarter pounds flaked oats uh, for, that, for that one batch, which is more than I've ever used in an oatmeal stout. Um, the hypothesis there, uh, kind of conventionally speaking, being that the flaked oats one was going to hold uh, more haze and also be, you know, have a thicker mouthfeel, be more creamy, maybe a little more slick on the palate. Um, and so the fact, uh, if what we found was out of the, uh, the 19 people who participated in the experiment originally, only six were able to get it right, hmm. uh, which is less than a third, uh, just one person, well, six out of 18 is one third. We had 19 people, only six got it right. So what we can say is that, uh, it, you know, tasters were not reliably able to tell them apart. The only the only thing that tasters could reliably distinguish them on is the way they looked, and I don't know if there's any left in the bottles. But if you pour them out, uh, one of them is definitely a little bit darker. No, 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 okay. I still have some in my cup, and I can see it now. I didn't, so, I didn't see it. I didn't look at it before because it wasn't supposed to. And yeah, for good. me, when I was going through just smelling them, the green ones smelt different to me. It smelt sweeter than the other two. Yeah, which to me, yeah. like oatmeal stouts, and like when you use a lot of oats, you can get like a sweet oaty character. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if like that was overpowering the hops. 
the, in I, that I one more so than in the ones that were just Maris Otter and hmm. Hop Aroma. Hmm. So there's a lot of um, the, the hops falling off so quickly is something that uh, what I, I did some research on it over the last month or so um, and why people seem to claim. I mean, I can have a Union Jack that's two months old and it may not be perfect, but it's still damn good. Yeah, uh, it still it still has that really strong hop character, uh, maybe a little bit more malty than it would be if it was two weeks old. But uh, for some reason, you know, you, you look at these um, the New England style IPA cans that are out there and almost all of them ubiquitously are, are saying, you know, drink it fresh. Don't let don't age this thing. Um, which is good. I, you know, I, I agree with that, but there seems to be something about the style that doesn't hold up the hops for as long maybe. And I, well, and I'm not sure what that is. So you're saying it's not as shelf stable. Uh, that, I think they would agree. I, I, and I don't mean to speak for anyone out there who's making this on a commercial scale or, or, or who, you know, advocates for it on a homebrewing scale. But I, it certainly seems to be that that is kind of an accepted truth about the style at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The polyphenols that form the haze are staling agents. I mean, right. It's not going to, yeah. yeah, I mean, right. you're, you're brewing a beer that's not what you intended to brew a month after brew day. Hmm. Doesn't really seem very... Because you brewed on October 16th or whatever? November so like, 21st? Well, some some styles you brew for for a certain time frame from brew day. Yeah, but that, less than a month? Well, no, right. It's right. the performance art of beer. It's like, it tastes good right <laughs> out of the fermenter. Yeah. Watch me take Tomorrow, a shit for four eh, hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Beardy is the performance art of beer, I think. Ah! As, oh. him, as himself. That's true. Shitting in fermenters. <laughs> well, he, he did go to like kind of an art school, an artsy school. I know. Out there in Bemidji, he is so more right, artsy yeah. than the, the listeners realize. I think he never wanted to be a brewer. He just wanted to grow the beard. And, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a long con. <laughs> Turned out he was a shitty dancer, so he started making beer <laughs> maybe uh, his arches so, are too low well so even still and and even with uh, you know beardy of course is picking on some of the differences that might be from the oats it's still not a discernible um it, difference statistically statistically speaking uh yeah. there's no there's no evidence to support the fact that adding oats to a New England style IPA is going to make it, uh, uh, you know, qualitatively different uh, beyond appearance, at least, uh, than one that doesn't have oats. But it could have, of course, other effects, which are things you guys are talking about. Like, uh, I mean, could it could oats affect the dropping of the hops quality? Right. Like, well, if that, uh, see, the thing is, uh, at least in my opinion, as a home brewer, I don't tend to have my kegs around. As, you know, I kicked this keg before you guys tasted both of these kegs before you guys even tasted the beers. I wanted them gone hmm. uh, because and, and, and I'll be honest, this is this is the thing that shocked me is kind of a as, as a as a, you know, New England style IPA hater. Of the past, this was one of my favorite IPAs I've ever made up nice. until about two weeks ago. Yeah, up until about two weeks ago, and then I started to notice that kind of maltiness kind of come in and take take over and and really dull down the edges of that really strong. That the word juicy gets thrown around a lot, and I, I didn't really know what they meant until this experience, and um, it kind of took some of that away, turned it into that not cardboard but kind of that oxidized malt character that that you get in an old beer. Yeah, and, and maybe it happened quicker than it would have. Maybe it's a part of my kegging and bottling process, and it's and it's even more oxidized uh, because I had to ship it to you guys. Right. And not that there's a number, but how hazy was your uh, the, the beer made with oats? Uh, they were they were equally as hazy. That's that's one oh, of really? the things I thought we could spend some time talking about. Oh. Yeah, because how, how do you figure that? Uh, why, how do, why why that happen? 
So, okay, that's a good question. So I've uh, the, the rest of the let's see the recipe here. A bunch of hops. Uh, uh, one of the things I notice is that uh, it, in terms of amounts, Northeast or New England style IPAs aren't hopped much different than West Coast style, but the method used to hop them, particularly for the dry hop uh, stage is quite a bit different and that's kind of where i'm stuck is on is on the different methodological approaches to brewing ipa and how they might have an impact on the haze i think the first assumption that a lot of us have when it comes to this style and i feel like i'm sort of advocating for it now i don't mean to do that it does uh, sound like it (laughs) well no no you're explaining to mention it To explain it doesn't mean to be acting. Yeah, no, no, keep going. You're doing there, great hey, I've made a lot of changes in my life, and this is this is one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You're digging your heels in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to dig them too deep just yet. I'm okay. still curious. Me either. About I'm still open to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, so I think a lot of people, at least I did. My my assumption was that yeast was the main issue, and not. You know, like like yeast in suspension, which I'm not a fan of, even in beers that no. are expected to have yeast in suspension. I don't like that character. No. In terms yeah. of a northeastern beer, to me, that's a fail. It should never be yeast. It should always be polyphenols. And that's what I think as well. And so um, when I was over at the conference in Baltimore this year, a really nice guy came along and shared a whole bunch of these uh, sought after, you know, whale beers with me. Um, one of And a couple of them were – hold on. <laughs> I'm drinking here. All right, good. Um, good for you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, one of them was Green by Treehouse Brewing. Another one was Julius. I think we had, you know, Lawson's Sip of Sunshine, all that stuff. And there were a few that were pretty good. I actually enjoyed, surprisingly. And there were a few that I really didn't like. And the ones that I didn't like are the ones that I experienced that kind of gritty, yeasty character. Um, interestingly, uh, somebody came along and threw a couple of these beers under a microscope. And what they found... Can I should I say like the beers that they were looking at? <laughs> I don't know if I'm I don't want to shit on anyone. Well the brands does it make a difference if it, what brand it is? I mean some were had something, others had so another, right? The the one the one, the one that comes uh, in a can that everybody stands in line for, so, that was mostly yeast, right? I, I think both of these ones that the guy looked yeah. at under a scope, people stand in line for. Oh I see. Um, oh. Yeah, so, yeah, they stand in line so, for all this crap. Right. People weird. like lines. Yeah, well, and I don't, I'm not. I don't I don't, know. It's not a bad thing. Maybe no, I, so, you don't. You don't. You don't have to mention brands no, for sure. Yeah, I don't need a triangle test to know that beer geeks like lines. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, three out of yeah. three beer geeks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, so, uh, so, so, you so can what use the name or not use the name. I don't care. What do they find in these beers? Okay, so uh, there's a there's a beer called Conky Dong out there uh, by a, by a, a brewery. No, named Hoofhearted, okay. uh, and and uh, the, uh, this guy throws on, uh, some some conky dong under a, a microscope, and what he finds is that there's a ton of yeast in suspension in that beer. Mm. And if you look at that beer, it looks like fermenting beer still. I mean, it has a very kind of yeasty, milky look to it. Um, he then took some green by Treehouse Brewing, which is another beer that I've tried that that I thought was really good. Threw that under a microscope, and as hazy as it is, there was no there was essentially no yeast in suspension, no right. more than you might expect to find. In a West Coast IPA, maybe an unfiltered version of, of a West Coast IPA that's clear, though. Okay. Um, and so that that kind of left me with the question, well, then what, you know, what's causing the haze? And we just happened to be doing an experiment at uh, HomebrewCon last year on fining of a Northeast-style IPA. Uh, I use Northeast and New England interchangeably, and it's annoying me. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, figured it was the same. You're we're going to be our own country here. Yeah. We don't care. No. I know. I know. Right. God. Um, 
And so we, we did an experiment where uh, we brewed up a similar version of the beer that, that you guys are drinking um, and find one with gelatin and the other one without. And in our experience, at least with gelatin, almost it'll drop almost everything out. The one thing that it seemed not to at the time was a beer with a really high proportion of uh, flaked oats or, or, or really any uh, you know unmalted adjunct that that is known for having high protein content. So and that that was how this experiment that you guys are doing was born. Is well, if that's the case, and except I didn't want to find it. Uh, what impact does flaked oats have? I've used uh, uh, flaked oats in numerous beers and had them drop clear when I fine it. Um, if I were to compare a beer with 18% flaked oats to one that's just 100% base malt, I'd expect at least the, the, the base malt one just to drop a little bit more clear than the other one, but it didn't. That wasn't the case. Mm. Um, now, so one of the other things that regarding yeast that uh, the brewers of this style talk about is that there's there's like three main yeasts that they use probably the most popular one is the conan strain that that comes from uh you know the heady topper the alchemist um also goes by the the name vermont through a bunch of uh, yeast companies okay. another one is y yeast thirteen eighteen, which is their london ale three and that's what i used in this one that seems to be the one that's gaining the most traction right now among brewers of this style um and there's a lot of talk about how these uh you know otherwise relatively flocculent English strains yeah. uh, that produce a lot of esters while fermenting um, are able to interact with the hop compounds, particularly the oils that are in the hops, and uh, through this process called biotransformation, kind of create new flavors. Um, and so that that's kind of where my focus is now, is how do we test out this biotransformation theory that people are talking about when it comes to brewing a uh, new england style ipa and the way it's done uh just to be clear is that uh rather than you know you, you brew a west coast style ipa you typically uh, th throw in a large dose of dry hops maybe around uh day five or six once most of fermentation is done those dry hops you know hang out in the beer for a little while and then drop out and then you can clear the beer just like you normally do uh, a biotransformation dry hop on the other hand uh you're tossing in just as much hops uh, at high croissant, so w when the when the yeast is still very active, and uh, when you do that, the idea is that uh, those you know the yeast interacts with those hop oils and and creates it, it converts transforms certain oils into other with certain chemicals into other chemicals, creating new flavors that you can't get otherwise. So okay, so in general, esters that give unique flavors. Uh, well, it, well what, no, if you look at it, could be oils too. It's not necessarily well. The oil when it goes through the yeast process, you know, it changes. That's it. Yeah, doesn't yeah. come out well. It, what it does is it transforms it transforms the terpenoids in hops. I didn't. I don't want to get too deep into that, but okay. um, no, yeah. Don't give us uh, knowledge or information at all. That would be fucking <laughs> well. We terrible. could do. It sounds like we do a whole show on that. So give. How yeah, dare I like, you teach me something? I like how you're scratching the surface, Marshall. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> There's only so much scratching I can do at this point. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, and in fact, I, I will a little shout out to Scott Janish. He has a great blog where he did a, a complete article on on uh, the different uses of hops and how. And he had a nice big section on biotransformation, and he goes into all of the research that's there. He actually found a study that was performed in 2003 to prove that yeast does in fact have the ability to transform these terpenoids in hops. Um, so stuff like we all know what geraniol is, kind of that floral rose character that we get from certain hops um, through biotransformation and at least with specific yeasts, uh, geraniol is actually converted into 
what's called citronello, I think that's how you say it, which mm-hmm. is more of like a sweet citrus, tutti frutti, kind of rosy uh, uh, character as well. And and so when I hear you know terms like juicy used to describe these beers made using this method, it seems a little bit less uh, surprising to me or, or weird because if the, if it's creating this you know, this chemical that's otherwise not in most beers that, that that's not a, that's not a chemical that they they're finding in hops. You know, the, the, it's, it's, it's produced by the interaction of yeast and hop oils. Um, so that's, that's, that's really fascinating to me. And that's kind of where, where we're looking to explore a little bit more. So then the particular hop variety would make a big difference here as well. Yes. It would have so, different yes. terpenes and, uh, some may, better suited for this process. So a particular hop variety, Indeed, but but I, I think what the focus is on more is a, a particular uh, um, yeast strains. Um, so there's there are people out there who claim that they've made you know perfect you know uh, New England style IPA using USO five and yeah. uh, but 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 there's there's a lot of question that you know does that have the ability to do to go through this biotransformation process and actually convert you know, geranial to citronella or yeah. whatever else it is. And, right. and so the, the focus right now, it seems to me at least in my research is that it's not so much on hops, you know, people there's, if you look at, if you look at, um, hop sheets, uh, their data sheets and how much oil is in each hop, we have, a, we have another project we call the hop chronicles. And we, we do a lot of kind of comparing of all these different oils. Most hops have a little bit of, of every type of, uh, of these oils, you know, of these compounds. And, and, and so, if it's in there, it's going to get converted. I think the bigger focus right now, though, is on the is on the yeast strain. So how it will process these oils, some differently than others. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the theory, and, and I mean, there's there's just so much you can see. There's so much to explore with this, given yeah. given it's such a young style, and it's such a it, it really is a controversial style, which is it's weird <laughs> that beer is controversy to me, but. Um, <laughs> No, this has been enlightening. By the way, I agree, and yet it seems to be half my fucking life that beer is controversy. It is, but um, it really—it's true. But it's, it's true. silly. Yeah, it's same with it's same with like beer famousness. Both are silly. No, you mentioned that. <laughs> so we're talking about the London Ale Three uh, yeast and what it does to the hops. What about all this protein that you put into the recipe? What, how does that come into play? So uh, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really answer that. What I can say is that I've used. Um, I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I like to have a couple of stouts on every year or so, and and uh, and uh, oatmeal stout in particular. And I and you know I remember I would my my first really good oatmeal stout I made. I was telling I called it like oatmeal cookie, you know, and I served it to all my friends. And of course they thought it tasted like an oatmeal cookie after I told them that. And and you know and, and then I, I I would look at it kind of through the through the glass, and I would notice that it was crystal clear and. Uh, it, it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I, I made another stout and it kind of just tasted like that one. And it was, it was really the same recipe just without the oatmeal. And I started asking myself even back then, you know, to what extent am I tasting this oatmeal? Am I perceiving this slickness or this better mouthfeel purely on confirmation bias? Just, just cause I'm expecting it to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, because because uh, and I and I should say on the experiment that you guys just did I I did it four times I believe in like you know quasi blind triangle tests where I had other people serve them to me in a different order in different cups and I got it right once so my my record is as good as your the four of you combined you know I I I, I can't tell them apart hmm. and so I I'm starting to question the extent to which uh, uh, oats at least at that proportion of the grist really makes a difference even for now you know we'll test it out but even for styles like 
oatmeal stout. Um, another another interesting um, article that Scott has on his website, scottjanish.com, is uh, is one that that he actually discusses the uses of flake dotes and uh, refers to a some research that's been done that I, I believe it shows that you really can't perceive the impact of flake dotes up until about 30% of the grist, which is, mm. that's pretty wild. That's really high. So, yeah. Beardy, are you taking all this down? Because Cause your well, oatmeal stout sucks. D- is, is somebody recording it? Could I listen to it later somehow? <laughs> Let me make sure that's still <laughs> Some working. sort of compressed <laughs> right. yeah, format. Digital audio Yeah, file. Marshall will be publishing it on uh, brewlosophy.com. <laughs> oh, great. You can, get, you can check it all uh, out there. I'm glad that Scott guy has an easy to spell last name because right. that makes going to his URL amazing. J A N I S H. There you go. Janish sounds too much like Danish. Janish. He's got. It's a really really neat website. The guy's got some cool calculators and some really cool uh, uh, articles. He does a lot of research on on this stuff. So I've 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 heard from a, a, a mutual friend who shall remain nameless uh, that they spoke with a couple people who do these style of beers and 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 they seem to think that adding a lot of hops into the whirlpool will actually like kind of whip up these hop uh, the you know the acids and the hops and the oils and the hops um, to help keep them in suspension and kind of lend some of that weird uh, flavor. Have you experimented with with anything like that? So we've done uh, we've we've done a whirlpool. Ver- I should I, I I recall back in the days of of Brewstrong um, uh, listening to Jamil and, and Tasty talk about how a twenty minute you know if you're not a commercial brewer you can do a twenty minute edition and get away and and it, it basically replaces a twenty minute whirlpool if you're looking mm-hmm. at uh, the amount of hops used and, and 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 swapping them out so we actually did that we did an experiment where we compared twenty minute uh, hop edition in the boil to a twenty minute whirlpool same amount of hops. Uh, one or the other, and uh, they were they were indistinguishable. People could not tell them apart, and so uh, just based on that alone, and both were crystal clear. Both came out just fine. There was you know so, so there was nothing resembling a Northeast style IPA. Now we didn't use you know this English yeast, or we didn't use flake dotes, and we didn't do a biotransformation dry hopper, and anything like that. So. But I'm not. I don't think the whirlpool adds much because you. I mean, look at what you're doing. You're taking basically boiling hot wort, uh, or maybe chilling it down to 170 or something, dropping in a bunch of hops. It's, it's like a moderately warm dry hop, you know. And, and I dry hop beer all the time that drops clear. So and at professional breweries, you're still typically above 200. So you're just throwing yeah. in those hops, and most of those oils are getting volatized right when you dump them in. Exactly. Especially yeah, with how long the, the batch is sitting before it's totally knocked out. Yeah. And it seems to me to make to, to be no on a qualitative scale, no different than, you know, a 20 minute or 15 minute boil edition for a home brewer. So uh, and, and I know another one of the big things with uh, this style and something that I, I did for this experiment is um, kind of the opposite. You know, we, we do a, a really low chloride to sulfate ratio here in the West Coast. We like high sulfite beers. I think Tasty Your Water is like 320 ppm of sulfate or something like that. <laughs> 250 to 300. Well, you know, it's the same difference. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's dummy. <laughs> yeah. Tasty. God. <laughs> and another thing. I mean, he did that uh, off of memory, for God's sake. Tasty, give him a break. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what other of Tasty's water stats do you know? He's got the two spigots on the left side of his house. On the south end, he wears blue underwear on Saturdays. I thought and... you were the paper guy. Is that you lurking out there? Huh? Yeah. Reading my paper. I think I saw you out there. Yeah, that was me. That was me. In your blue underwear. Oh. So, well, man. Yeah, it's getting colder. I'm wearing so, sweatpants. Video of that. <laughs> So um, there, there's a lot. There was a lot of theory that the they, they do a high chloride to sulfite ratio up to three to one, which is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. um, uh, so for this beer, I was closer to it's it's in the article. I don't have it up in front of me now, but I was closer to like 150 ppm of chloride to about 50 of sulfate, something like that. Uh, maybe a little bit higher. Um, uh, what's the intent there? What does what, what does that do to the beer? What's, what's, so, why that? It's it's all the stuff that we've been taught about water chemistry is okay. it, that that higher chloride is going to give you that rounder, fuller mouthfeel, yeah, accentuate the um, malt character in the beer. Accent, and that to me is one of the biggest things that I'm I'm concerned is maybe responsible for for the the quick deterioration of the of this style um, in terms of shelf life and and how long it lasts. Uh-huh. But uh, there's there's a lot of. Uh, uh, hypothesizing that's going on out there that that high chloride uh, ratio up front, you know, right as soon as the beer is done is what really holds up that the hop character. So you don't get that sharpness. You don't get the, you know, that that kind of hop punch that we expect here on the West Coast. You get more of that rounded, uh, again, I'm going to use the word, but that kind of juicy, really full um, mouth coating um, hop character from from the beer. Well, yeah, you're kind of hitting on the, one of the reasons I think the beer is popular. Amongst new drinkers, is that it's it muddles the it, it takes the hop edge off the beer. Hmm. You're getting all the oh, hops. It takes your beer your IBU down, fix, yeah. but it just kind of takes the edge off with the certainly with the, uh, the high chloride to sulfate right. ratio. My yeah. theory is, if you like juicy IPA, you don't like IPAs. You should be drinking exactly. pale you know, ales. It's like a tra- IPA with training wheels. You yeah, know, like, you, you know, do a few of these, and you go to the big guys. Yeah, it's the IPA for people that don't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Coors Light is the beer for people who don't like beer. See what you started, Marshall. <laughs> Ah, I, I didn't start it. I think I'm. I think I'm spinning it. But yeah. Well, it's been very interesting. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for all the information. This, this triangle brought. test proves that yeah. East Coast IPA or New England IPA is inconsistent, and the results are inconclusive. <laughs> I was or afraid this would happen. In, indiscernible, <laughs> right. actually. Yeah, at least indiscernible. The difference. Right. Yeah. And if we remember, Justin did not want any of them. <laughs> I'm the only one who picked the right one. Well, you picked here. the right one, but you did not want any of them. I actually didn't admit that. I just asked the question, you. what if I, is it possible to not <laughs> okay. pick any of them? Can I not pick any of them? <laughs> yes. And Can I opt what out of this mean? test? <laughs> More importantly, now I know why I should just give this show over to Marshall. He's really great. He's no. also the only person who talks more than fucking Beardy over there. It's uh, true. Which I like, because yeah. I, then I can shut up. I don't like when Beardy does it, but I like when Marshall does it. Right. Well, because Marshall says things that are comprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. And he can see better. So, in other words, F. Beardy, thumbs up, up, up Marshall. Up Marshall. Yeah, right. I think that's where we're at. Yeah, if we were, if F. This Beardy was a, up Marshall. If this was a Reddit show, Marshall would get upvoted. Yeah, you. Would, that's right. We're up. Can you create a survey for us real quick, Marshall, that we Reddit can log is. into and upvote you and and up and F. Beardy? That, that's the Marshall. triangle test. It's two photos of Warren and one of Marshall. Marshall, I'm glad all of your hard work has resulted in this. In this ending. It's, uh, Bev, I don't expect anything like tonight. Come on to the show. Well, you should, because we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah, you should expect less. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, this was a great uh, experiment, especially because I won everything. <laughs> you won 
and everything. Yeah. And um, <laughs> clean the board. I uh, see. Now I know why we have you on so much, Marshall. This is a really good uh, experiment. Thank you for sharing the information with us. Yes, and um, yeah. Go to brewlosophy.com and check it out, because uh, we certainly won't post any results. But Marshall. <laughs> They're uh, already up there. We, we just published them this morning. Uh, and, uh, yeah, go read for yourself. You can read all of the methods. You can watch the whole brew day unfold. And, uh, yeah. It's very fascinating. And, and, you know, Marshall mentioned the Hop Chronicles, which is a kind of a cool project they were doing. So check that out, too, on their website. Um, if you want some good some good data on hops and, and and how to use it, basically. In fact, I think we should, Marshall. We'd have you have you back after you've done a few of the chronicles, uh, just to talk about that, because there's it sounds like there's so many variables there that could be interesting to talk about. Yeah, that that's a neat project that uh, was suggested to me by one of the one of the contributors that we've got about a year and a half ago, and. Um, you know, some really cool sponsors came along. Nico uh, came along and, 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 and has offered to yeah has, has offered to sponsor it by providing the hops for it. And awesome. basically, what we do what we do is we make a, a single hop beer and have blind tasters evaluate it just for hop character. Oh. Pretty cool, Warren. You're blind. You can you can taste it. <laughs> I, I should be such a good tester. I like that you're I mean, putting blind people to work, Marshall. I feel we like need we need, get, we need uh, jobs yeah. too. It's a public yeah. service. I'm doing my part in this in this yeah. new world yeah. we live Comrade in. Comrade Marshall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next time we're gonna do, I don't know. I don't want to small dick I'm gonna, job. I know, now I, you're worried about I was, offending people. I was trying to pick which group of people I was going to offend, and I couldn't pick one. So <laughs> I, 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 need some so guy, I need some guy to measure four milliliters of water from my eye dip with her wiener. <laughs> oh God! Uh, the small dick chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Small dick chronicles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're welcome, Marshall. Four millimeter wiener. Well, you hey, just feed me ideas here. Speaking of Nico Brew, they've got the here. hops that you're looking for from your standard recipe staples to those hard-to-find ones. After seven years, they're still offering their famous $5 shipping. And with super-fast turnaround, you'll be brewing in no time. All the hops are nitrogen-flushed and vacuum-sealed, so Marshall is going to get the best all in Mylar packaging to make sure you get the freshest hops available. And uh, they also have commercial accounts available for pro-brewers and homebrew shops. Um, and coming soon, a complete line of pro-brewing equipment, custom-built fermenters, brew houses, you name it. Check it all out at nicobrew.com today. All right, Marshall, thank you so much for being on with us once again, and uh, keep up your hard work over there, because uh, one of us has got to do good things for the beer industry. Oh, you guys are doing great things. <laughs> Appreciate you having me on again, man. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks for sending the beer, too. Cheers, man. All right. All right, guys. See ya. All right. There you go. Uh, Marshall Schott from Brewlosophy. Uh, smart man. Go to brewlosophy.com. You can read about the results we just talked about uh, and so many other experiments, too. And I really enjoy listening to him. He, You know, he reminds good, me right? a lot of, of the uh, Freakonomics guys, uh, that, which is a, a, mm. I don't listen to many podcasts, but that's one I'll throw on every now and then. And he's got a – I like his delivery, like a very casual yet um, – uh, uh, knowledgeable delivery, right? Uh, so yeah, he just he kind of reminds me of that same approach of the Freakonomics guys. I like it. Well, it's kind of what I was saying like before. Sorry, where it's like you know that he can go in depth if you need him to about the topic which yeah. he's speaking on, and and he also and this is what I like about the Freakonomics guys. On the same note, you're saying JP, he knows his audience well enough to know whether to go further or not, right? So. 
he knows that I'm an idiot and like could stop at some point and then maybe go just enough so that Tasty could ask some more questions. But then I'm going to pull in the reins here for a second. Yeah, that's good presentation. That's good, I think. And that's what I like about the Freakonomics guys too. Like they're super. They can get all. They can get super nerd on you. Yeah, but they have a pretty broad audience of dummies like me. We should just do a brewlosophy show. Yeah, you should do a monthly podcast. I think it's a good idea. Justin yeah. will never listen to it. Oh, I'll never listen to it again. But no. I'll happily put it on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I think you're great. <laughs> yeah. He needs a good co-host, though. He still needs a good co-host. Well, we don't have any of those. None of those. No, I'm, I'm racking my brain. <laughs> yeah, me too. Bev will do it. <laughs> Bev should do it. comes to mind. Bev's a really good co-host, I will say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did say it. I will, again, if you want me to. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take, take a massive break right no, we're, now. We're done. We're going to go eat. Oh, that's it. Yeah, no, we're going to take a no, break. No, we're done. And come back. One more break. Um, go check out beersmith.com right now. Get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing Software. It'll help you brew better beer. It'll do all the things that uh, you don't even know you need it to do. And then some. It, I think it'll actually perform triangle tests for you. Uh, <laughs> it will tell you the answer. Yeah, you, like, you download it to your sure. machine, pour the beers onto the machine, and it'll tell you if it can tell the difference. Oh wow! Don't don't hold me to that. But I'm I, I know well, it does a lot of things. I don't know that it yeah. does. Get you your free right twenty one day trial and find out for yourself over at beersmith.com. Brad works hard on that to make um you know he makes that he makes the uh, software a lot smarter than I am. So that's a good thing. We're gonna take a really quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna wrap some things up. Uh, we got Twitter game results and um, I don't know. We're gonna drink a beer too. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at (laughs) Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to this session on the Brewing Network. All right. A couple things left to do here. Let's do them. Just Let's a couple. Let's do a little housework. Don't forget about uh, Adam and Eve. No, I, I haven't forgotten. I would never do that. No, me neither. How could you? How could anybody? <laughs> they should just pay us to never do these commercials again. We don't even have to because right. everyone knows that you're going to get 50% off uh, almost any item. Three free DVDs. The free Power O vibrating ring. I mean, <laughs> come on. And then free shipping. Just go to adamandeve.com, select any, uh, just about any one item. Uh, could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything else you desire. Then use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and um, get your free Power-O vibrating ring. I was hoping they were going to come up with, like, a turkey-themed one, you know, like a little, the clucker. The click gobble, clucker. gobble. Based your lover in their own juices. <laughs> 
with the all-new Click Clucker. And gobble them up. <laughs> yeah. You know? With the power uh, temp str- thermometer. <laughs> You'll know when she's done. Yeah, she'll pop. She'll pop. <laughs> Turkey dinner got you in the mood? <laughs> Said nobody ever, <laughs> by <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> hey, how's that stuffing? Wouldn't you like to be stuffing, too? <laughs> oh. No. Do you like to stuff them dry or wet? Uh, I'm sleepy, honey. <laughs> uh, go to uh, adamube.com uh, right now. Use coupon code BNARMY. Um, uh, Twitter game. Uh, what was our Twitter game? Speaking of Thanksgiving. Speaking of filling cavernous areas. Yeah. Oh. Um, As Beverly Hi, walks Bevo. in. <laughs> Bevo's back. <laughs> I, hey, I didn't say you it. I just, I just looked and gestured very hard. Correct. Yeah. And I was com- just saying hello. It's not my fault you're self-conscious about your cavernous... <laughs> <laughs> your baby machine. Uh, uh, it's fill in the blank. It's the fill in the blank series. I love Phil. Um, and it was uh, what the fuck was it? What uh, we- Thanksgiving is a good excuse <laughs> to, blank. to blank. Get the new click clucker. Click clucker. <laughs> That's my entry. Yeah, we'll see if I win. Uh, I see. I, I I usually get the click collector. Oh. Which is very different and involves hmm. a lot of maiming. Yeah. It's very popular in Africa. But it's oh, oh, yeah. 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 Too soon. Is that too bad? It's still okay. going yeah. on. So is it? That, that's, yeah, okay. it when is it not too Whenever soon? it's still happening, it's definitely too soon. When the yeah, last person right. who had it happen died. Thank you. Oh, really? See, I, don't, I don't have like a Google News alert. I don't know. All right. All right. Maybe you should be and more informed way, about the things liar. you talk about. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you do have it on liar. a Google News alert. All right. Well, now I feel bad. Uh, Jim Gray says uh, it, Thanksgiving. What was it again? It's so stupid. Uh, Thanksgiving is a good excuse too. Yeah. He says brew beer and hide from family while eating a tasty cookie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Bev with the good hair. That's someone's actual <laughs> Twitter name. Bev with the good hair okay. says, uh, gently massage a ham with the finest Belgian ales. Mm. Mm. A ham. Very right. A ham. Huh. Thanksgiving Day ham, man. I guess. I guess. Uh, Mike Shoemaker says, uh, Thanksgiving is the time to eat too much, get drunk, and fight with your family. Well, that, everybody knows that. Uh, no, that's true. Mike. Mike, get the fuck out of Dodge, dude. Go make some shoes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mike. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, right. It's just that we all knew that. But come on, buddy. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Mark Wilson says, uh, it's time to hit on your hot cousin and tell grandma to hurry up and die under the guise of being drunk and upset by touchy step-uncle John. Wait, wait did, the, did the Schumann what? brothers write that one in? <laughs> where, where, wrong? That, where did that come from? Um, it's a little too much, but hit on your hot cousin for sure. It's always yeah. time to do that. I mean, let's be honest. Bevo has any time's the right time. Cousin, niece, cousin. She's my niece. niece I know. <laughs> Nuzzin. <laughs> exactly. Keese. Go on. Is Bevo, Bevo going to hit on her hot cousin? She should. Oh, that'd be super hot, Bevo. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about your niece cousin on her own. I didn't do the put you two together. Uh-oh. I don't know what's. See, I'm getting old. Imagine Bevo the, with the good hair. The put you two together. Bevo with the good hair would be amazing at it. My niece cousin is a twin. What? Oh. Whoa! How old is your? How old is her twin? It's a Christmas miracle. You're stupid. <laughs> Scissor cousins. Oh! Stop it. Sorry, cousins. <laughs> All right, go on. Please. Scissor cousins. That's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing now. It's my minute. new category. Oh, Adam and uh, Mark Wilson says uh, no. Here he said that. Uh, Tony D says. Um, 
um, Thanksgiving is a good excuse to shit your pants. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> He's not wrong. Is it? He's not, yeah. Well, that I mean, sort because, of implies you'd want to, and you'd been looking for an excuse to do it. I mean, really? Well, you it's, or you're more prone to it. But <laughs> if you, it happened, it would be like, okay, forgettable. You can say, I guess right, that's right. when you'll get the most forgiveness. You get a pass. You, yeah, yes. exactly. You get can the pass. I just point right. out something I don't want to admit, but I'm going to? I have sharded since I've turned 39 more times <laughs> than in my entire life previously. <laughs> like how many? Because you stop I mean, speaking. Were you up two? You've been, up to two yeah, times? Yeah, you've been 39 Since for, what, September. two months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I've sharded three times. How many times previous to this? Maybe a total of three in my whole really? life. Really? You're, yeah. you're advancing in, a, in, in rectal age that much? Like... Taking more chances. Hyper speed. It literally doesn't give a shit anymore. I think Casey's right. I think you're taking more chances in your old age. Yeah, because now you don't give a shit. You're like, well, I'll go and change my way. Yeah. I think you probably also should stop all butt play. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't don't bounce back like you used to. I've also tripled my butt play. It's going to be a little too loose back there, yes. We're going to have to do a blind triangle test with my butthole. (laughs) Figure out what's going on. 39, bend it. Uh, yeah, I just I'm I was alarmed by the rate of increase in uh, Has your diet the frequency changed? of your pants changing. No. Also, a little bit alarmed. No, my diet's the same, uh, which is it's terrible. No, no. I, I, my, here's the thing about my diet: it's like fifty fifty. It's fifty percent absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. and fifty percent healthier than most of the population. Mm. Uh, there's no in between. I'm either eating you know really good or really bad. Yeah. So, anyhow, carry on. <laughs> Enough of my sharding. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, Ian Luckily, I've been home at my house every single time. Well, you can take more chances. I, Maybe uh, that is I part thought. of it. I th- I, so, Tacey's Tace right. right. It's the chance to because I'm at home. <laughs> Look, I would just love to be around when that happens just oh. once. Like, I don't want to oh, smell man. it or anything, but I just want to see the look of sadness on your face. And I think about it every time, too, like... What if I was here? Like, because you then have to, like, hobble off to the bathroom. There's no, like, normal walking once you've done that. Have well, you been in mid-conversation with Kate? No. And just be like, hey, Kate, I've I gotta go. I've always been alone, at, luckily. But I then, I then find myself on the toilet, like, thinking, what would you have done if you were in the office at the hospital? So hop you're shaming right yourself now? while you're... Wow. Yes. You have some... So, I feel like... <laughs> Are you are you pushing it out when you fart? Because that, look, every guy, yeah, well, a good fart, you have to push out. Yeah, good fart. You Is push. that what you're doing? So both have happened. Really? Uh, more, I guess, out of the three-ish yeah. that have happened, because I don't know, three or four. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, 20. I mean, I'm, not like, yeah. I'm not like keeping notches on a chalkboard or anything. I'm, I'm sitting in it right now. Yeah, uh, You're soaking in it, Mark. Yeah. Kate's like, what are these scratches in the, dry, in the drywall next to the toilet? What are these very large Nothing, diapers honey. doing I'm, here? Anyway. I'm counting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two of them were forced, and the other one was just like, I thought things were normal, and they weren't. Yeah. And, but because if you if you just let it go normally, you don't push it. It's generally not very generally until basic. I turn right. until you turn thirty nine. Verbose. <laughs> anyway, huh. uh, I don't know what's happening. All right, well, God bless your anus, my Thanks. friend. Thank yeah, you. I'm, I'm gonna, to I'll underwear. keep an eye on it. <laughs> and Kate for doing your Poor laundry. Kate. 
I drink a lot. Ooh, there's a surprise. OxyClean is your friend. <laughs> and OxyContin. Let's not, let's not, let's really? not pull any punches. Actually, it is because that binds you up. I wouldn't be having this problem uh, if I had a steady supply of OxyContin. Dude, like any, yeah, open, like Norco's, like when I had my oh, surgery. I'll bind you up like a mofo. Dude, I had softball oh, in my hurts. hands. Oh, my God, it yeah. sucked. Yeah. Definitely the only downfall to me. Yeah. You should go to the doctor and <laughs> to say, listen, Doc. Yeah. I'm 39. <laughs> to the dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that I, doc. I'm sharting way too much for 39. I need a steady supply of oxy. <laughs> what can you do for me? <laughs> They're like, well, normally, no, no that's not going to work. I want oxy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll say C, and then you'll come back across the border. It'll be great. Um, Ian Stringer says uh, Thanksgiving is a good excuse to drink hazy IPA. Mm. Wait, is there any excuse for that? Uh, why do they keep – I don't understand why they do that. They fuel the fire? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why do they – I Because I they agree. Yeah. I know, but – How's your dishwater taste over there? <laughs> what am I having? I, you know, I was telling uh, – No wonder you shirt your pants. Yeah, Eric, yeah, too much protein. I was telling Eric, like, I, I, for, it's, they're becoming so popular now oh, in the go. Bay Area. <laughs> you should list it on the board if it's hazy or not. Yeah, it should be oh. uh, ABV. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, haze factor. I don't there mind this idea. Haze number. There needs to be a haze, haze number. I think haze, that's, yeah, JP, haze. I. Believe it or not, I think you've just had a really good idea. Because, because no, if it's not, because I've, I've tried to order thing, some beer. You can choose. Yeah, and, yeah, and okay. I've tried to order some beer, and Eric has luckily, the first thing he's ever done nice to me is saved me from the. Speaking of Eric, there he is. He saved me from. Ordering, ordering hazy, hazy beers, beer, yeah, because knows. I don't like them. But he doesn't know all of his guests, so something right. on the menu, not a bad idea. Yeah. Guys. And yeah, I think on the on the Jamil show, I called it something. Had to call it hazy magic number or some some mm. weird number. Right. But anyway, it should be some sort of thing. It's just a oh. number between like you know one and ten. Honestly, you if know? it's going to be a thing, which clearly it is, yeah, there should be a number for like just like SRM. There are, there Which, are by the numbers. Way, we put do uh, we don't put the SRM value <laughs> on our board, but we do show the the, the color. general color of yeah, the beer. Whether it's a red, a dark, so or a, yep. showing its opacity would be another. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, and it's, hey, while we're on, and, uh, and sours, while we're on creating numbers, total alkalinity exists. on a sour beer that'd be great. Total oh, alkalinity. There you go. Well, now let's Jesus tasty. How yeah. many? How much info do I have to now, put up? Just there? one extra thing for Paragraphs. each line. Do, does the Star brewer wouldn't care about? Does the brewer even tell me total alkalinity? No. You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to get that information? Oh, I always thought well, if I had my own bar, I'd say I'll order your product if you could tell uh, me the total alkalinity. Okay, and they could make up a number and I could use it. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is they're going to make up a number? For <laughs> well, you? I would like over time. I put my customers and me would go like, well, total alkalinity of forty. That's a real like. That's going to really get me. You're going to know. So you, we would uh, end up with a common scale. Yes, is what yeah, you just end up with a scale. You end up with a scale from one to ten. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, super tart to yeah, not super know. tart. Yeah, we don't need to know whether it's yeah eighty-five okay. or a ninety. No. Eight, eight or nine is fine. Uh, okay, two more. Uh, Rich S says uh, Thanksgiving is an excellent excuse to snort bath salts to immune yourself to pain as you crush children's dreams on Black Friday. Whoa! Very intense. Ooh. I like his. I like his intensity, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, last but not least, Panther Hollow says uh, Thanksgiving is a good excuse. Yeah. To stick your dong in a can of jellied cranberry sauce without the usual judgment. Winner. All right, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Just I did it out of the can first. There could be a sharp edge. I did it last year. Not one single judgment. 
<laughs> not the usual judgment. Not the usual. Yeah. It's the, a different kind of judgment. The day before when Kate caught me doing it. Total judgment. <laughs> Too <laughs> but soon, on, Justin. But on Thanksgiving Day, she was like, oh, go ahead. Hey, buddy. Good for you. She calls me buddy when I do it. Like, hey, You've earned it. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, bud. Well done. <laughs> All right, and well, that's our Twitter game. Good so one. So we know what you're doing in four days, uh, <laughs> three days. Who yeah. won? I have like 15 cans of... Uh, <laughs> some of them have the actual cranberries in it. Some's just the jelly. For like, texture. Yeah. yeah. The jelly. Do you buy the, like, just the can that's all molded to the can so you can see like the indentation of your... Okay, so <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, this is a this is an indication of one's uh, white trash factor, yes. which is another measurement. Yes. I will only eat cranberry sauce that looks like the can. <laughs> they come out of the can the like and, yes. and I do not want the lumps in it either. I want a full gelatinous lump of can. <laughs> yes. It's the Disgusting. only cranberry sauce no, worth are, eating uh, in my book. Yes, you need to see the, like Lauren said, the ridges on the side, yeah, even yeah, the bottom. Yeah. I don't want yes. it smashed up and cut nope. up. I don't want, no. Mm-hmm. Give me, it, it's standing upright like a tower. Yeah, I get correct. Slice on, a, on a plate. And, and this is the numbers, numbers, the numbers when it comes out. in the bottom. Yes, yeah. exactly. And this is how you know that JP and I have a very high white trash factor. Uh, because I am from Livermore, there know. is more flavorful uh, cranberry sauce out there. I just don't enjoy it. No, I think it's great just the way it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just a little tiny bit. Yep. What are your feelings on uh, KFC coleslaw? Ah, uh, okay. Of the coleslaw variety, it's perfect. Exactly. Um, I'm it, not a big coleslaw fan, but if I'm going to eat it, KFC. Right. Yep. Above all other better tasting coleslaw. Yes, with more natural ingredients <laughs> right, exactly. and so on and yeah. so forth. No need for that. There's right. the one. KFC. It's like super sweet, right? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, yeah, sweet. yeah but it's, it's got a little thin vinegar wateriness to it. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. hits the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, it's got Actually, it's, acid balance. Yeah. It's, right. like, it's like beers from BJ's. They're just middle of the road. They do it. <laughs> Everything's People fine. It's fine. Everything's, <laughs> exactly. everything's okay. fine. Yeah. Chew a little and swallow. It's yeah. fine. It's all right. We have a very high white trash factor in this studio. <laughs> well, we are all white, and this show and is trashy. trashy. So, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And trashy. All right, but the people who aren't trashy are the people over at Great Fermentations. That's right. Great Fermentations has the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. And don't forget, Blickman's giving away a brew easy right now. Ooh. So, um, uh, And their staff at Great Fermentations is some of the best trained in the biz using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com. Uh, you can also like them on Facebook. That's a GR8 Fermentation. And find them on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle, GR8 Fermentation, the number eight. Um, Go check them out. You can get all of their updates and more and uh, visit them at greatfermentations.com. They're a great company that's been supporting us, and uh, we hope you'll support them, too. All right. Well, that might about do it, right? I think so. I think we've done our job tonight, Tasty. Yeah, I think we've got this one in the book. JP. Yeah. Let's go down the checklist. Uh, I came, I drank, I'm ready to go. Yeah, Yeah. I got it all. Done. All right, we have no show next week uh, because we like that. Because I'm going to be going to the Doze meeting then. Oh, 
are you? I won't be. Yeah. That's why we're not going to do it. That's not the ho- it's not the Doe's holiday come. party yet, Wait. is it? No, no. It's just, it's that's little, the next month. That's huh? like next week. A week. I mean, the, it's in early December. They do it the last one. Monday of the month? Yeah. Yeah, the club meets last I Monday. I think we have oh. a show on the Christmas party one. But, uh, yeah, okay. we did. So, all right. So, Monday is your Doe's meeting. Uh, thanks yeah. again, by the way, to uh, Matt and Vito. Yeah. 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 From Doe's for coming in here. And um, okay, so no show next week. And then what do we got coming up next month? Some good stuff, right? Yeah, we have Patrick Rue, I believe, on the fifth. Oh, oh, from the Brew, from the Brewery. Brewery. And I literally just figured out why it was spelled that way. Bevo. No, I'm like just really? now. No, not right now, but okay. like, the, like as you were booking him this week. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> wow. For so long, I was like, this is the stupidest way to spell Brewery, and then I realized it, and I was like, oh. Were you running the show the last time he was on? Maybe not. No. He's, he hasn't been on for years. I've been trying to book but his he has asshole been for on years, He's too. great, too. He's going to be fun. He's great. He's, he's a good so dude. smart. Good dude. Yeah, he's really he's a good guy. We and we've had all of his uh, brewers and ex brewers I think <laughs> right, right. on the program, yeah. and, well, but we haven't had him on since like, exactly. the beginning. Yeah. Jay, yeah, used to work there from the Rare Barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we got some good shows coming up in December, and uh, lots of, of fun things happening. So let me find your song here for you, JP. Oh, okay. You're going to type in asshole. That <laughs> comes up. Yeah. It's got six you know, I don't get to type that word in often enough. You know what I also, mean? Also, uh, asshole, rather? Asshole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get only, get, I get, only get to do it three times a month. Well, I'll tell you what. Just change my contact name in your phone from JP oh, to asshole. It's a fucking great idea. <laughs> right? It's amazing. <laughs> then when he calls you, you'll, it'll say asshole. asshole. <laughs> you can giggle. JP. <laughs> I don't want to talk to this asshole again. Yeah, right. He's probably going to shart in my ear. <laughs> Damn, don't. Can we not talk about sharding anymore, okay? Yeah, that's the last time I'm bringing it Does that feel, increase the frequency? I don't know, but I feel like I revealed it to you guys now. Now we let it go for a while. Just like a shart. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's never, ever going to happen. Spoken like a true sharter. <laughs> it happens, you let it go. All right. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Marshall from brewlosophy.com for teaching us about triangle tests, flaked oats, and love. Also, thanks to Matt and Vito from Club Does for talking about turbid things. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Terrence talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is stuck over in cyberspace at Another Beardy. Today's show is produced by JP and your host has been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and winning the race, JP.